Welcome, one and all. Alan Robson with you. It's the Night Owls, of course, and we have a glorious show for you tonight. It is going to be the happiest, funniest, daftest, craziest, most crackering show that you've ever heard upon your life. So, get ready to be impressed. This is essentially my audition tape for anybody who wants to hire a phone-in presenter, because I'm here and available. However... We also have an idea that if it comes off, we'll change the face of British radio. So keep watching. If nothing happens, you know it hasn't worked. If it does, you'll be reading about it in your daily newspaper. So get ready for that. Get ready for better things ahead. We have a podcast uh, starting. I think it's it's gone online tonight. And uh, that will be available from you every single week. You'll get a new podcast, so watch out. Uh, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. You can stay up to date with what I'm doing by searching uh, the, for the following pages. Night Owls Ghost Hunts. Every week we're going to be ghost hunting across the northeast and beyond. You can watch them every Sunday night at 9. And if you become a supporter, you can watch them live. The warts and all, no edits mix where you see all the mistakes we make. And there'll be a weekly video chat with me and the team so you can speak to us uh, if you become a supporter. We'll all be in it together, which is good. Robson's World, of course. We've got all of the greatest shows and the greatest work I've ever done uh, decorating those pages, the photographs, ghost galleries, and, of course, there's an Emporio on there as well. So get decked out and look as ridiculous as I do. 0191-488-3188. We are taking calls. But the last time that... I was sacked, well not sacked, Contract, uh, contractually ended. Um, a whole bunch of weird and strange people came on the show. Hey Al, just want to say, wow, 40 odd years and it's coming to an end. Congratulations and good luck in whatever you choose to do next. And thanks for introducing me to Newcastle United after leasing them all those years ago. All the best mate, well done, thanks. There you go, Alan Shearer. And uh, we also, of course, have the glamorously decorated rear and tremendously talented front of our Cheryl. Hi, Alan, it's Cheryl. Um, I just wanted to say a personal thank you from me for all of the years of iconic night owls. I'll never forget laying with me nana aged four, five, six, listening to night owls, loving it. Even just the tone of your voice still to this day can take me right back to me childhood and that nostalgia is priceless you're literally the voice of newcastle you have been for decades you'll be remembered forever and yeah congratulations on such an amazing career and good luck and best wishes going forward lots and lots of love ah bless her and ian payne from tine tees would you believe it alan how are you it's ian payne here from itv tine tees to my shame i have never been a first-time caller but I've been a many, many times listener, my friend. I first came to the Northeast in 1986. I was a student at Newcastle Poly, and I was in digs in Whitley Bay, 300 miles from home. A little bit homesick in those first few weeks, and late at night I would scan the radio to find something to listen to. And very early on, I discovered Night Owls. I want to say thank you to you, Alan, for being a comforting voice and a listening ear to so many people over the years. And I'd like to thank all of the Night Owls as well, because I think it was their voices, their stories, their characters, their accents, their openness that made me realise what a fine set of people and characters and qualities we are 
in this part of the world. I fell in love with the North East and I've made it my home ever since. Of course, our paths have crossed, Alan, um, occasionally at Tyne T's telly. I suspect our paths will cross again. I reckon we haven't heard the last of the flashing blade. Good luck, my friends. All the very best. Cheers, Ian. Damn tootin'. Then, of course, there's somebody that we go ghost hunting with who is not really famous. He's he's kind of more infamous. It's Kenny D. Hi, I'm Kenny. One of the biggest challenges that I had with Alan was Halloween. We went to the Bourne Cathedral, Czech Republic, even travelling there was an eye-opener for me. And then he said, we're going to this Bourne Cathedral at midnight. So we went to this place, the taxi driver took us there and then departed and left just me and Alan there. So literally, he was inside, I was in the graveyard, looking at all these gravestones with people's pictures on, knowing that they were buried there. And you could actually see bones through the tops of the soil on these gravestones because they'd been built and buried on top of each other, which was really strange. Alan had been in there twice already and he was fried and I knew he was because it was one of them experiences, it was the weirdest thing we've ever had. And to see 40,000 skulls piled up, up to the roof, and then the whole cathedral made of human bones, even the chandeliers, every single bone in the human body was in there. And to be part of that at Halloween, y you have to be there to experience it because you can look at pictures of it, you can read about it, but actually be there on Halloween is going to be one of them pinnacles of your life where you think, I've made it now. But honestly, it was so, so scary as well. Um, and I remember Alan having to run out of there. We came out, we couldn't get back to the hotel because obviously a taxi driver had left us, he was too scared. So we had to walk for miles to the nearest pub, find someone who could speak English, and then from there we had to order a taxi and get back to the safety of the hotel. I will never forget that night as long as I live. And as I say, you have to remember, there's no one else in radio or broadcasting doing this kind of thing. He is unique, doing ghost hunts, doing the whole occult thing and, and exploring it and seeking out things that no one else will. So that's why it's probably the best radio, not in the Northeast, but in the UK. Mind you, I do take uh, exception to the word probably. Uh, 01914883188 we will be taking some calls but I, I guarantee you we got an awful lot to get through and stuff that you would love but there's still one or two more of these Kenny would appreciate the man that follows him, Sir John Hall Alan Robson, the lad and I've known him for a, a lot of years because I've had a long association with the local commercial radio station which Alan's part of and he helped us very very much in the early days of the Metro Centre I watched his career development. I'm delighted for him that he's, you know, finally getting the recognition which he's looked for. He's a great lad. That's great. And Gabby Logan. Alan Robson, The Flashing Blade, you were an institution the whole time that I was at Durham University. And then when I started working for Metro FM and actually got to park my little Fiat Panda next to your, I think it was a Ford Probe in the car park, um, they were halcyon days for me. And to be able to work in a station with somebody with your incredible reach, experience, warmth, and just that innate sense of who you were talking to, that was a real lesson, I think, for any young rookie radio presenter to connect in the way that you did to be able to pull stories from people and give people the time and the energy that you did was just a masterclass. Um, Alan, you are a legend of the Northeast and thank you for everything that you've done. Bless and 
the most important people on Night Owls. We've had every star under the sun and moon on the show, but the most important people, it's you guys. It's you lot. Hi, it's Dawn from Newbiggin. I remember when Night Owls got me through a particularly bad time in the year 2000 when my dad died. Thank you to Night Owls for getting me through that particular night. Hello, Alan. I'll be short. It's Doc here. I've been listening to you from uh, 38 years ago when I used to be a little doctor uh, doing night doctor service. And I still love listening to you. Love your humor. Love your candor. Love your honesty. Love your bravery. Cheers. Hello, Bye-bye. Alan. George here at Lanchester. You are the night owl. Nobody else could do it, mate. More power to your elbow. It's Mike from Solandella. And all the best. There's many, many memories. But one of my funniest ones that actually made us cry with after was Neil and Linda and Neil won Night Owl of the Year. All the best to you and the team. Oh, what a And of course, one of our night owl girls, you'll be hearing from a few more of them later on. Hi, Alan, it's Emma and Aubrey. I had a great time serving with you for the sort of three or four years that I was on Night Owls and I'll never forget my time there. I'll never forget you humiliating me on air on a weekly basis, tickling my feet on air um, and doing Chillingham Castle. It was an amazing experience. Um, also, Amsterdam. <laughs> Who could forget that when I got a little bit uh, seasick, let's say. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for all the memories. Yeah, there you go. Emma, now, for those of you, we did this live trip where I decided to take all the night owl girls as a thank you to Amsterdam. And, of course, a fellow presenter by the name of Wayne took everybody to a sex show, which was the least sexy thing I've ever seen in my life. And, of course, we went on one of the canal boats, treat everybody to a lovely trip, but I took them to the pub first, and uh, Nobs there, who was just on Emma, she... uh, she wasn't well at all and sprayed pretty much the entire deck <laughs> which is we're not exactly carrying the flag into Europe right there but one of the most regular things that people ask on night owls is the Wayne stuff now I know some of the Wayne stuff's going to be on Robson's World soon a six hour special uh, in Hanover and etc however I got some classics. Now, it became a bit of a to and fro, the whole Wayne thing, because he would play a practical joke on me and I'd have to get him back. And I flooded his house once. He stole my car when I was on holiday. It was a lot of... It started off being fun, but it got to be a bit scary for both of us. So I decided, instead of calling him and setting him up, I would give him a treat as a thank you for putting up with with my jibes. I told him that I was going to send him to a spa. It was, in fact, colonic irrigation. This is what happened. I'm going to get on the bed. 
She's flipping lubing it up. What's that you're putting on it? Hemorrhoid cream. Oh my god! <laughs> we don't we don't think you've got hemorrhoids, but it has an anaesthetic so it relaxes the bottom of it. It's a lubricant. Oh I love That's it. That's bigger than my thumb though, that is. <laughs> Listen, promise me one thing. At the end of it, I can wash it and give it Alan as a present. No. I'll give you a stir I want to take back for Alan. No, I want the real one. I'll probably wash it and melt it and you can take it home. Okay, so you're going to get prepared. I'm going to get on the bed and... Alan. And panic. <laughs> what the hell has this got to do with a bloody princess? <laughs> what do you mean princess? Did princess die of this done? Yeah. <laughs> I said I was going to treat him like a princess. And he said, oh, he got really excited. So when he got there, he discovered he was going to be lubed. So we uh, lubed him. And when he was colonically irrigated with the tube up where the sun don't shine, we of course played it out live. So what I want you to do, Wayne, is be as relaxed as you most possibly can. The more relaxed you are, the better the colony can get. Ooh, ooh. Ah. <laughs> ah, 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 ah. That's in. Ah, I must admit, I was... They don't I was, comfortable. Yeah. Ah. He's a star. Oh. Right, I'm now attaching the water hose. Oh, hang on. Sorry, can I have just a minute? Oh. <laughs> um, that did hurt me a bit. Was it because I wasn't relaxed? You weren't relaxed enough. You were tense in your bottom too. <laughs> it does go off. And that was only as big, big as um, big as a thumb. Big as a thumb. <laughs> I've got to say. You're frightened people off. No, <laughs> no. I, it was all my fault because I was tense in there, but I, I sort of feel sorry for women who are childbirth <laughs> oh dear. and it went on and then there was the explanation of all the bits falling out of the other oh dear me it was an absolute adventure we've got a night full of incredible clips we're gonna as i say be taking a few calls not loads but certainly a, f a few and the music that i've selected tonight all has special meaning. I'm going to start... Oh, I tell you what. You know, when I mentioned it, loads of people had said hi, and a lot of them were very famous people. I forgot this lot. And on the back end, I'll play a song by Joe Cocker. Now, Joe Cocker came up, and I hosted a gig for him with Tina Turner at Gateshead International Stadium. You might have been there. We did loads of stadium gigs back in the day. Springsteen, Bowie, Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan. Lots of big queen, a lot of big stars. And Joe Cocker heard the phone in. Night Owls. He thought I was saying Night Calls, and he named his next album Night Calls, put a song together about people calling late at night, and he put a, a Brian Adams song down that sums up exactly... What I want to remain being in your life for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, who knows, till I fall off me perch. So that Joe Cocker song, and every word of every song we play tonight has a very, very special meaning. But we can't miss a couple of fans that, well, were with me pretty much from the very beginning. Hi Alan, I'm Deck here. Now let us take you back to the year 1975. It was a great year. It was a great year. It was the year that we were born. No, it was the year that <laughs> Night Owl started on Metal Radio. Wow. It's the end of an era. It really is. Um, and the end of wonderful nights of listening. We both listened as... as Avid listeners. Uh, as we were. Uh, young men growing up in the North East. Did you ever call in? 
I, I always tempted to call him. I called him once. Did you? Yeah, I did, did you? call him once. Was he I, good? I was a long time listener, but a first, first time, time caller. caller. I was very nervous. <laughs> but Alan probably is, as he does with all the people I call in and all of his listeners, um, and you will be greatly missed. You will. You're a genuine Northeast legend. You really are. And the show was fantastic. Uh, we will miss you, but I'm sure this isn't the end of Alan Robson. Oh, no, no, on. no. But we will miss Night Owls, uh, as will many other people in the Northeast. But we want to say thank you. Thank you for very much. all you've done for all of your listeners over the years. And best of luck for the future. Now, as I said, we have a lot of very cool things. Like, do you remember the time? It was a Halloween. We went to Killip Leadmine, and one of the Night Owl girls saw a ghost. Don't stay too far behind us, please. There's a big, massive wooden wheel. Um, the water wheel, it's huge. Um massive like the mine opens up and it goes really high and then and that's really that's all that's in this part but coming back out now where are you i've just se- i what? thought i thought you were down there why because i've just seen the i thought you were there you just seen what a black figure go through the wall. I You're kidding me. No. Seriously? <laughs> I, I'm being, I thought you were there. I've just seen a black figure go through, because I thought you were, there was a door there. I'm not taking the face. Forget imagination stuff. You saw, because I was at the opposite end of this corridor. You walked out the door. And I was to I your right. You, That's you to there. your left. No, I thought you were there. And you saw a black figure. Could you make out... Was it a man? Was it a woman? Just like the back of someone walked through the... Well, I thought it was a door. Jesus Christ. Go back in. I don't want to. Follow I don't want to. Follow the sound. Come, come with us. I'll come with you. Yeah. <laughs> we got a whole batch of those uh, with us on Robson's World for you, including... The Yeti show has just been uh, released on there. Jackie's with us, though. We're taking calls. Jackie is with us in Pontyland. Hello, Jackie. Hello, Arlene. I'm first-time caller. I'm so uh, nervous. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Just to, just to listen to your voice. Thank you, Dan. It is, but we'll be back in another incarnation and we'll take it further. The adventure continues. Don't worry, we'll find a way. Yeah, but I'm definitely going to be a supporter and join your Facebook channel. Excellent. That'll be great. Thank you very much for that. It's as much as as people can do at the moment, but uh, we'll be building. It's a good place to keep up with all the information of what's happening because there'll be, there'll be a few different things uh, kicking off hopefully so thank You're you very legend, much darling. well thank legend. you how long have you listened then Jack oh well I'm 50 now right. <laughs> and I used to listen in bed when I was with my parents so you're talking 35 years <laughs> But hey, well, thank you very much for doing that. It's loyal, steadfast and true. It's what we always always ask for and we're always grateful when we get it. So thank you very much, Jackie. Thanks so much, Alan. Bless you, love. Bye-bye. Oh, that's just nice. Now, Night Owls has reverberated in all different kinds of circles. Now, Graham Norton's show on a Saturday, I know a lot of you like and, and uh, enjoy. On one occasion, Cheryl was on there with Ross Noble, with Katy Perry and... Graham Norton himself, and they got talking about what everybody's talked about, and that is, of course, the Night Owls. Have a listen. Did you get that idea from uh, the time you got everyone to phone 
Was it a radio station in Newcastle? You got yes, it was. And I bet you, you know who what? this is. Do you know the Flashing Blade? Yes. Yeah. Well, the Flashing. <laughs> He's I mean, a real Geordie. Yeah. <laughs> Flashing Blade. I was, yeah, it was a, a, a phone-in show, and I got the audience. Like about 500 people, all to say that they'd seen an alligator loose in, in Heaton Park, in fact. It was in Heaton Park. Um, and they all phoned in this radio station, and it was brilliant. People just going, Alan, I've, I've, my dog went into some bushes, and there was some rustling, and it come back, and there was just the lead. Just the lead. My dog's gone. And people were just ringing in, going, Aye, what cat got snapped? Got snapped. <laughs> And, and the trouble was it got out of control and it made all the papers. And, and, and my mum rang me up and just went, you've gone too far this time. <laughs> and, then, and then it's turned into this legend that there was an alligator loose yeah, in the park. I really believe that. Is that not true? That's, that's me. Oh. I completely started. But the worst thing oh, no. was, about six months later, I was watching Pet Rescue on Channel 4 and they went, and today we have a Pet Rescue special with the team. Side Reptile Society who are spending the weekend looking, looking for an alligator. <laughs> and there was these blokes just in waders, just on this horrible winter's day, poking the, the river, and I'm just careful, careful in case it snaps at you. And I'm sat at home going, oh God. How old were you? So I was, uh, it was last week. <laughs> There you go, brilliant stuff. Now, I promised you we were going to be talking about love because it is, frankly, still the most important thing in life. So, uh, we had a call I called Young Elvis. He actually called oh, fairly recently to this show. Now, I had with me, I, I was on some foreign island doing a show. And I had the lady from the tourist board next to me. Now, we didn't have any hookup like we have at the moment, so you can watch me on YouTube or, or Facebook or whatever. Uh, it was just me talking to this woman. And young Elvis rang up and said, oh, she sounds really attractive. She sounds really sexy, this woman that I was sitting with. And I decided to play a trick on young Elvis. And I would play an incredibly romantic piece of music if he mentioned anything remotely sexy, okay? This is how it went. Did you say Romania? <sighs> yes, I did say Romania. Um, Romania. Oh, thank you. I've just realised as well that lass. <laughs> don't, don't talk about my lady love as that lass. Did that actually really happen? I can tell you that I had the honour of introducing her to Paolo and also to my host, Erica, who's sitting next to me. Hello, Erica. Hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Carefully, you'll be trying to get in your pants any minute, any minute soon. No, that's Alan. <laughs> I can confirm it's true. There you go, she's uh, I thought so. Can I just say that, do you want me to describe her for you? Um, if she's beautiful, that's all I want to know. Oh, she's uh, beyond that. Oh, uh, good. She, she moves just out of beautiful into... Patients are being treated. <laughs> what? Nothing. Carry on. I, I just loved you. You did the little side shimmy that Elvis did, and then you went the other way. It was brilliant. Go for it. Hospital patients are being treated in mop cupboards and storerooms. It is revealed today. 
They are left in dirty conditions with no privacy, says a survey of nurses. Two out of three questions claim that patients in their hospitals were moved to non... Um, I, uh, I've actually cut off half the word. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were moved to non-clinical areas because of ward overcrowding. That's very good. Well, well saved. Oh no! <laughs> no, but don't don't say that. It's a rude word. Oh, oh man, I'm not soothing, you know. I said okay. phew, not foof. <laughs> you said it again. Phew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you say foof? I said a few. Oh. I need to watch what I'm saying. I need to watch what I'm saying. You need to watch what you're doing. <laughs> right, carry on. Go on, Elvis. Go, Elvis. Well, I've got one more newsy bit. All right. Hurt by Jug Spurt. Now, this, this is probably the funniest one. When Did it was, you see when I, when I, it was when I read it. Did you say spirit? <laughs> I can't just say that that last bit wasn't wasn't true, but it was funny. <laughs> That's it, it's over before it begins. <laughs> oh, I'm crying there, Elvis. Oh, brilliant. We've had some grins on our chops. Emily's with us in North Shields. Hi, Emily. Hi, Alan. Hello, darling. What can we do for you tonight? I'm just trying to say thank you so much for all these years of entertainment. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening. If, if you were at the other end, it would have been a waste of time. So, thank Well, you I've been that. listening since the early 90s. Right. I used to stay over at my nana's house when I was probably about... Five or six. Oh, wow. We used right. to get tucked up in bed, and I used to have to be quiet, keep my mouth shut, so that you could hear every word you were saying. Excellent. That's <laughs> sweet. And I've listened to you ever since. Five. So the, thank the, you so much. The weird thing is, you would think, if, if your mum and dad were listening, and that t tended to be the tradition, you know, everybody listened, because this was a time before telly in bed and Netflix and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. But you would have thought if it was what your mum and dad were listening to, it's the last thing you would listen to. Well, but everybody, true. everybody got into it. It was, it's very mm -hmm. cool that that happened. So, thank yes. you. Tremendous. Well, thank you very much, and I wish you the very best of luck in the future. Thanks, and you know, I hope that you can get the show going on another platform somewhere. Absolutely. Be great. We shall find a way. Don't you worry. But thank you very much well, for joining us. Everything crossed and best of luck to you and thank you. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. Thank you. Tremendous. Oh, now, not always do things work out, right? And here's a couple of examples. Now, the first example is one of the charity games I played in. I was at St. James's Park and they put me in goal which is okay because I played, a goalkeeper was my position. And um, disaster struck. I ended up uh, getting smacked in the jaw, kicked in the face, and I broke both bones in my arm. 
and at half time I put a sling on and I played the second half outfield. But Pam Royal and the folks on the telly were not exactly charitable. This is how they put it. Alan Robson is as strong as Pavarotti's girdle, and tonight he's bravely shuffling behind the faders again, despite the swollen jaw, which looks as bad as Elton John's toupee, and a broken arm, which has had more smashes than dire straits. Last night, Alan scored an unexpected hit in the celeb match at St. James. He was in goal because, quite frankly, he's not much cop elsewhere. And boy, did he cop it. Apparently, talking to the people that were waving the sponges about at the touchline, they heard the crack at the other end of the stadium. And at the time, I, I must have, I thought it was the jaw, because uh, it really it felt very pudding and it started to swell up directly under the chin. You could feel that. I knew that I'd, I'd landed badly on the hand and I, I was beginning to, to lose the ability to, to catch the ball. I was trying to catch it with one hand. Still had him. I noticed the injuries to his jaw didn't affect his ability to sure, talk. Thanks, Pam. And that's not the, the worst of it. I've had death threats galore over the time by any by anybody that I paid off. Really, there was a thing in Durham Prison where one of the warders said, when Alan got on about crime and punishment, there was a thing that in the prison they called the Robson Rumble, where everybody was effing and blinding about me right the way down listening to their radios. But probably the dodgiest one, I did a show on the outskirts of Milan. We did a TV show, Scariest Places on Earth, and I only agreed to do the show, provided I could still do Night Owls uh, a little bit earlier on, because we, we moved to the West Node. Yes, no, the east. We moved to the east. We were in Italy, obviously. So we were on a little bit later. And the show ended after three hours, ten minutes, instead of four hours. And the reason for that was I did something a little naughty. The guy who owned the cathedral and the stately home that we were in, a place called Lucedio... He said to us, look, you can go into the desecrated cathedral that had an image on the ceiling of the devil surrounded by ghastly cherubs instead of heaven. In other words, they'd put hell on the ceiling. Um, and they used to hold black magic rituals in there. And in the desecrated cathedral, behind the altar where the cross was upside down, they had buried the bodies of the monks, but not until they'd mutilated them. They decapitated all the all of the monks. And in the pit behind the cross was heads in like mummified wraps, arms cut off, legs cut off, the torso there of about 25, 30 monks. And as soon as he told me, don't go down where the bodies of the monks are, I instantly knew that I would not be able to stop myself, so I went down into that cellar with the desecrated and uh, mutilated bodies of the monks were. Well, he caught me uh, eventually. Well, he didn't catch me. I went down, did the whole thing. About an hour and a half later, he heard that I'd been down the hall, and... If you're Italian, you'll understand exactly what he said. If you're not Italian, you'll know exactly what he said. Tu adesso esci di qua immediatamente. Bastardo! Vai fuori da questo posto! Come ti sei permesso? 
Right. Essentially, we're saying, well, why don't you ask for permission, son? And uh, uh, it ended up with the show ending rather earlier than it should. However, we need a quick break. We're back with some of the best in the classic in the most tremendous. Linda's with us. She's in Dunstan. Hello, Linda. Hello, Alan. I want to say I'm a first-time caller, but you know for a fact I'm not. <laughs> I do, absolutely. <laughs> Alan, I had the phone tonight. I missed the first show. Well, I've only missed four since the very beginning. Ah. Well, I was in A&E last Sunday, and I'm still in hospital now. Oh, blame um, it. But I had to phone because this show has meant the world to me. The night hours have laughed, I've cried. The team are absolutely amazing. You know, they're always there. And you've been the glue that held us all together. Well, thank you. And honestly, I cannot express in words what this show has meant to me and what you and the team and all of the out 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 well, we'll be back. Just keep listening. We'll find a way to make it happen. That's what we intend well, to I've do. Well, st- I've, st- I've still got your site, you know, and I've, I've, I've still got me, me, what you call it, on a Friday night. Lovely. You know, the boss hunts, but it's uh-huh. just, it's like an end of an absolute era. I can't remember the time I didn't listen to you. Right. <laughs> Well, that's a huge compliment. Thank you very much, Linda. And uh, you know, uh, when, and when are you going to get I out think, of there? More importantly, let's. Oh God knows. Well, I, I didn't think that. I thought. I mean, I was shocked when they sent us in, but uh, apparently my kidneys weren't working. So aye, 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 aye. heaven knows. Right. But I'm going to be absolutely fine. I'll going to stay in here another two weeks, and then you could keep you on for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll just find another way to get out there and do it. That's what we intend to do. So. Yes. Well, whatever you do, I'll be there. And honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, no, thanks for being on the other end. Thanks, Linda. You take care. Get out well and get out of there when you can. Oh, my goodness. Awful. So, okay. Now... I know it's it's very easy to slide into melancholy. That ain't happening tonight, I'm telling you. But sometimes there's just things you've got to do. Now, 99 times out of 100, if ever we went to visit somebody who was poorly, uh, we would never record it and, and play it. But because this guy came on air all of the time, and a lot of people were saying, how's Stan, how's Stan doing? Paolo, who was my producer at the time, and I decided to pay him a visit. And this just kind of gives an idea of what it felt like on the the other five to 10,000 visits that I made behind the scenes during that time. Now, we're in the car park here of the nursing home where Stan, Stanley from Gosforth, is... Uh, I wouldn't have said this was even Gosforth, but this is where he's. This is where we're. I'm at. lost. I we're don't kind know where of we are. Kentney. We're more Kentney. Okay. But we uh, we're doing this as a bit of a surprise because we came up once to see him, didn't we? With mob handed, there was about a dozen of us. Yeah, to that's give right. him a big surprise when we got here. They said, "Oh, he's in hospital," which <sighs> uh, hearts sinking. But it's his birthday today, so we brought him a few presents. Hopefully, he'll be here. Apparently, his sister was coming up to spend some time with him. Let's go and see Stan. Let's go. Yeah. Hello. 
Hello. We're here to see Stan if he's still yes. Hello. 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 That's a nice surprise. Hello, you're right. I'm fine, thank you. Good to see you. He'll be really pleased to see you. I hope so. Hi, <laughs> this is Stan Lee. Hi, Steve. Hello, mate, you alright? Paul? Somebody special come to see you? Who's that? It's me, Alan Robson. Hello, Stanley. And Mum! Hello! How are you, mate? I'm good! Oh, I'm glad you came. I've got to, I wanted to just ask you last night. Oh, God. Well, we did promise that when we missed you the last time when you were in hospital yeah. that we'd managed to get a chance to come back and, and oh, catch man. up with God you. God bless you, mate. Now, it, it's just a flying visit, but we got you some presents as well. Oh. I know you like your music, so I've got you the best of Vera Lynn, who's just got a new album out. Mm. An album of, like, jazz music, some Cliff, some Tony Christie and the best of Jim Reeves. Oh, So thank I you. don't know whether that's your taste or not, but... Uh, yeah, a little yeah. present for you. Yeah, thank you, mate. So yeah, they're waiting for your Chinese food downstairs, I gather. Yeah, you're stopping for Chinese, are you? No, I can't do that. I'll be going back to work. But uh, just you enjoy it. That's the main thing. Anyway, <laughs> Paolo's with me today, so... Hello, oh. Stan. Paolo. Uh, yeah, hi. Hi, mate. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. I you're welcome. I think that's made your day. It, it has made my day. It really <laughs> has made that's my day. That's good. Now we're glad. All right. Oh. Do you know, before you go... Uh-huh. Right, uh, you, you, your programme helps so many people. Well, uh, bless you. And, uh, do you know, I, I sit here all day and I listen to my radio and that's my constant companion. Yeah. Um, and I tune it into, you know, Night Owl yeah. when you're on. Good. But I would like to say that if I can help out in any, you know, small, minute way some other people... I'll be only too pleased to do so. Well, that's lovely of you to say, but you know that you help them by taking their minds away from all of their problems when you come on and say whatever it is you want to say. That's how it works. So you're helping people every day because they forget about their problems because they hear about yours or mine or the next callers. That's how it works. Well, I try to cheer people up, not make them worse. You always do. You've got the dodgiest sense of humour of anybody I think I've ever met. Yeah. But that's all right. And I don't tell any more jokes that ruined your programme. That was a fact. <laughs> it was bringing it down, Stanley. It was bringing it down. But you've learnt your lesson. Yeah. It's yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Everybody loves you, Stan. And uh, as I say, we just wanted to come and, and play a little tiny part of your birthday. But go downstairs, get your Chinese food. If I can leave these with the... Uh, one of you, yeah. and uh, hopefully you can enjoy them across the weeks and well, months. They're bringing the Chinese food up, I hope. Oh, they're bringing it up. Oh, that's lovely then. Go into the dining room. Stanley, we'll put Vera Lynn on. Definitely. Shall we? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad. Shake my hand. Yeah. Stanley, bless your heart. I shake your Stay- hand with extreme pleasure, mate. Well, bless you. And what about Pablo? Stay away. Oh, I'm here as well. He'll, he'll give you some. Great trumpet. to see you. Yeah, and so how's your trumpet playing come? And you know, not too bad. It wasn't great the other day, no, was I'm it? I'm going to say no. It sounded bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I should give yeah, him yeah. A, a note from school. He's trying Sammy, hard. Sammy, he's blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am embarrassed. He's trying hard, but his bad play playing was better. That was good, and the drums were good. Drums oh yeah, the goods were very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the trumpet needs some work. I yeah. accept, I accept that. He can't play everything. You know, he's just his best. <laughs> oh, could you give Neil? I know I never met him. Uh-huh. My fondest uh, regards. Of course, I think he's a terrific guy. Yeah? He's a nice guy. He, I, 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 he's a star too. But you stay well. Thanks a lot. You but take care. Have a happy birthday, Stanley. Yeah. Thank you for coming. You've You're really made my day. Thanks, mate. ladies, for putting happy on. Happy birthday. Thank you, Pablo. Bye-bye. Thanks very much. All the best. Bye. 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 Ah, just lovely. 
And it was a couple of days just before that, I mean, literally three or four days that he'd had amputations, and sadly he wasn't with us too much longer after that, but very special kind of guy. Anyway, onwards and upwards, just before we talk to Gary, I decided to take a Scottish band called Lemonescent to Chillingham Castle. It's going in the distance now, it's like going away over there. I know. I can hear people behind us as well. But that's... Oh, it's moving. Yeah, we kind of got known for that a bit. We've got so many other things to share with you, and of course, a lot of you guys doing hilarious things. However... Gary's with us and he's in London. Hi, Gary. Good evening, Alan. Hey, what incredible memories listening to Stanley there. Yeah, brilliant. It's uh, a, a truly amazing thing about all the memories we've had. Alan, um, I've actually prepared something to say to you because um, I wanted to sum up a couple of things and I didn't want it to feel too maudlin, as you say. You Good know, night. it's, it's a, a time of congratulations. So here we go. Congratulations to Britain's most listened to. Well, I'm originally from Cramlington, and I've never known a world without night owls, and you uttering that famous phone number, 0191-488-3188. When I was born, you were on the air in the background, and even living down south through the power of the internet, you're still a must-listen. I feel lucky to be a listener, a caller, and I was even a guest on your show a few years back. The endless nights listening to you was a real comfort to me when I was lonely and those who are lonely now. The millions of pounds that you have um, found for charity through incredible achievements, incredible challenges that not just you, but your incredible Night Owls team have put together along with us. And I'm sure you'll always remember the lives that you've saved. And I'm not just talking about the ones who you have saved on air, as we've all heard, but also the people who, just by you being there, you've helped them believe that they should stay for another day. And that's because of your love and your care. The living legacy of the Night Owls will be the community you've built. Good radio, as they say, is feeling like the presenter is speaking to you and you alone. And Alan, that sums you up. You made so many lonely figures feel like they had a true friend who understood, who could guide and who genuinely cared. Now we've laughed together, we've got mad together, we've cried together, seen weddings and divorces, and some of your weddings and divorces, Alan. And we've said goodbye to night owls who've been taken home to the other side, as Joe Cocker would say, and said hello to so many night owl babies too. As a night owl's family, we haven't always agreed all the time, but you created a forum and a home for discussion, debate and chat, which comes so easy and always civilized and thoughtful. And my final thought for you, Alan, and I feel honored to be on your final broadcast here on uh, on the, uh, the Metro TFM, kind of moving on to Greatest Hits Radio, is how lucky we are. How lucky we are to have lived in a time when you were on air. 
There were broadcasters who tried being night owls presented before you, Alan, and they're still on air to the nation. Um, I'm thinking of one in particular who's on a national radio station. But they can never compare because your love for the people and the culture of the Northeast is unparalleled. How lucky we are to have a brother, an uncle, a father figure. You're a member of my family and so many other people's families, and you always will be. I really hope someday soon we'll be addressing you by your deserved title, which is Sir Alan Robson. And before I leave you, I would love to know if you can pick one, your greatest achievement. Oh, blamey. Um, finding love. That's it. And you've, you've brought that love to us as well, Alan. You've made me feel like I have a connection to so many wonderful people. And to be honest, you felt like a, an uncle, a father figure to me too. So congratulations, Alan. Alan and here is to a wonderful, wonderful future. I'm excited to see what comes next. Me too. Thanks very much, Gary. Bless you, man. A Thank pleasure. You. Cheers. Oh, good gracious. Right, we said no maudlin. Let's not be maudlin. Now, not so very long ago, it feels like forever. Can you remember when Blazing Squad were like the big band that everybody loved? I managed to get some tickets. And I said on air, I've got some tickets. And loads of people said, ah, I'm the biggest fan. And one girl in particular said, I'd do anything for Blazing Squad tickets. Now, this is a long call, but it's worth it in so many ways. I will do anything. I will, yeah. Anything. Anything. What are you wearing? My pyjamas. Perfect. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Everybody at home says, Gillian Allen, make her suffer. I will. What have you got in your kitchen? Because what I need you to get for me now... I might even take another break to let you do this. Hold you... on, I'm just going down the stairs. Oh, you want a mobile? Yeah. Oh, that's very cool and groovy. Don't okay. behind my mum and dad. Oh, well, they're wearing the living room. I don't know what they're Oh, you'll be finding your dad soon for one of these. But just before that, I want you to find some sellotape. Have you got any sellotape in your house? Sellotape. Right, hold on. Go and get some sellotape. Right, I've got some sellotape. I want you to go into the... That's the sellotape, I hear it. Yeah. I want you to go into the kitchen. Have you got an onion? An onion? Oh, God, I don't know. I might have to go into the garage. In the garage? Yeah. How <laughs> damp is it in there that you're growing onions? I've got a red onion. That'll oh, do. That red that onions, way. cool. Have you got that there? Yep. Okay, take that with you. I need a very large glass of water. Right. Okay. Well and I want you to keep them handy. You're going to need to be downstairs for for all of these. Where's your toilet? Um, well, I don't know. It depends which one you want. I've, there's one downstairs, there's one upstairs, and there's one in my mum and dad's bedroom. Take a pick. <laughs> okay, um, which is the dirtiest one that everybody uses? Um... You know, even strangers. You know, like the window cleaner when he's cold short and things. Probably the downstairs Downstairs, one. okay. That's yeah. the one, that's the one we oh, go God. for, then. Okay, first of all, your first challenge. Are you ready? To fulfill. I'm just filling up the glass of water. Okay, well, get the, just leave that on the side for now. Okay, then. Amy from Ashington. What road do you live on? Otterburn Drive. Otterburn Drive. So if you yeah. live on Otterburn Drive, at some point, keep the radio on, but be ready to look out your front door and look <laughs> out your window, because something will happen at some point during the seven challenges of Robson <laughs> that will allow you to see Amy. 
from Ashington on Otterboone Drive. Amy, are you ready to fulfil the challenges? I am, yep. Okay, let's go to it. The first challenge is to scream and holding the note for precisely 15 seconds. Right. I'll give you three seconds to suck in enough air. Fifteen seconds is a long time, and you've got right. to scream as loud as you can. You, you really want to hear me scream? Absolutely. I want to make sure oh. your neighbours hear you scream, and you have fifteen Don't seconds. Go outside, like. No, no, no. You do this All one. Right. In, this one's in the house. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. You fulfilled the first challenge. Only six to go. Okay. The next the next challenge. My mum's sitting on the stairs now. The next the next challenge is for you to run up to you. Has your dad got a brother? No. Who's your mum's best male friend? Hold on, I'm going upstairs. Yeah, go, go and ask your mum. This is just kind of a, bit, a man she likes a lot. Not your Sorry. dad. Not your, your dad. Male friend. Not my dad. David Madden, but he lives in America. That's okay. All right. What you got to do now is run up to your dad and shout, I'm not yours. My mum had an affair with David Madden. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I want you to do. Off oh, you go. Go on. Oh, my dad's not in. Oh, oh heck, I'm going to run along to the block and tackle, right? No, have you got a house phone? Yes. Ring him. Right. Ring him on his mobile from the house phone. Okay. Okay. Well awesome. Have to do the, don't give everybody the number. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta ring him if he's at the block and tackle in Ashington. Go on. Do I have to tell him that I'm on the phone here, Alan? No. No, you just say, Dad, I'm not yours. My mum had an affair with David Madden and slammed the phone down. Alright. <laughs> oh, this is lovely. This is even better than if he was in the house. I'm not yours. My mum had an affair with David Madden. Slam. That's there it. He's not going to stay for last orders, is he? He's on his way home. <laughs> the third part of your challenge is to wrap sellotape around the middle of your arm and then right. and then rip it off. Oh, God. Right. right round, full circle. Right, hold on. Okay. Ooh. Right round your arm. Hold on, I had to get some scissors. Oh, just bite it off, go on. I can it? Yes, you can. I can it, man. That's part of the challenge. All right, hold on. Can I put yours down just two seconds? Yeah, just for two seconds. We can hear right. you. We know you Okay. <laughs> That's just the phone going down. Right, it's wrapping it round her arm. Because she needs both hands. It's that kind of job, isn't it? Right, I've got it round my arm. Right, ask your mum to rip it off. Oh, God. Right, this is going to be cruel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. Especially in light of the fact that she's probably going to have to go live in America now. Is it off? Hold on. No, ma'am, hold on, you've got to rip this cell tape off my arm. Your dad's yeah, just ringing yeah, the phone. Yeah, the phone ringing this. <laughs> you've got to rip it off. That's yes, your dad yes. ringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's your, da that's your dad on the phone, isn't it? Um, well, he was trying to ring up, but my arm's just hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how to destroy a family for Blazing Squad. Okay. You know the red onion? I do. Take the outside layer off it. You know, the, the nasty bit. Right, hold on, I'm back downstairs now. Right, I want you to, to get the, the, the nasty outside bit off right. the onion. 
This is a cool challenge. You're doing so well. But you st <laughs> st you're only at the halfway point, so will you get it, will you not? If you don't get it, I'm going to have to give the tickets to somebody else. <laughs> so have you got the outside layer off the onion yet? Yep. What I want you to do is to take a big bite out of it and <gasps> eat it as if it was an apple. Right. Don't have to eat all of it, just a big, decent-sized mouthful, and it's up to your mum to make sure you get a decent one. Go on. Right, do you want me to go upstairs again? No, I just want you to eat, the, eat it wherever, where you stand, so as long as we can hear you make a nice crunch and chew. Go on. Okay, then, hold on. One, two. That's, that's a... Oh, my God, this is foul. That's okay, we'll just keep eating it. Don't spit it out. I want to hear a good gulpy swallow. Is it down? Oh, it is. Okay. Oh, God, is that so hot? Yeah, Ma'am, have I taken a decent sized chew out of that? Yes, yeah, there's this man. Bless her. Just before the divorce, there's your mum. Tell your mum to have a look around the house and all the furniture she might not have tomorrow. Also, your next thing is, you know the glass of water? Yes. What I want you to do is to pour some of the water in your mouth and hold it there and gargle the tune of Crossroads by Blazing Squad. Okay. Hold on. Can I have a drink first, though? Yeah, little one, okay. Because your breath's minging. Uh, <laughs> onions taste horrible. Don't eat them. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. Right. Put some water in your mouth and gargle mm -hmm. the chorus of Crossroads by... That's excellent. Well done. You can, you can swallow it now because it's covered with onion water and it's probably awful. And your second last challenge, you're doing so well. Otterburn Drive in Ashington, this is your moment. What I want you to do, have you got slippers on? Um, I'll get my dad's hold on. No, no, you don't have to have slippers because is it, is it wet out or is it dry out? Um, I think it might be quite wet. Cause okay, well, well, get your dad's slippers and put them on your, on your little feet. Go on. Right, hold on. Okay, quick as you can. Okay. We, right. You got them? I want you uh -huh. to open your front door. I want you to run out to the path. Right to the path. And I want you to yell at the oh, top door's of... locked? Your door's locked. Well, unlock yeah. your door. Because you can come, come back in eventually. Because I want your mum to stand by the door. Mum! <laughs> come downstairs! Come downstairs! <laughs> oh, my best friend. She's going to be so tough for me. Do you know that? <laughs> well, you haven't got the tickets yet. I know. Oh, the, la you. the last one's a stinker. This is your second last challenge. Oh, my God. It's freezing out yet? Yeah, what I want you to do is oh, I want you to go in the street, slam the front door. Right. Slam, slam the front door. Slam it. Right. And you go to the end of your path and right. you yell really loud in the middle of the street, listen to Night Owls if you don't, you're mental. Okay. Listen to Night Owls if you don't, you're mental. Now get yourself in the house as quick as you can. Ma'am, open the door. Get the door up. Ring the bell. Get in. Uh, my, I'm going to be hit by my kids. Are you in? Are you in? They don't. Oh they God. don't know it's you. Those that weren't listening, and those that were listening think it's really funny. <laughs> so, finally, right. six out of seven you've got. Right. Are you prepared to go one step beyond? Totally. This is for a pair of tickets for Blazing Squad. Yep. What I want you to do is walk into your downstairs loo, the one that everybody uses. Right. Lift the lid up. Oh, God, right. I want Hold you to... On. I want Lift you to... Is the lid up? Yep. 
So you're terrified at what I'm going to ask you now, aren't you? I am, yeah. What I, want you to <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to put your foot in the toilet. Ooh, right. Put your bare foot in the toilet. Now. Now. Oh, Hang on. <laughs> Flush it. <laughs> Flush it. <laughs> <laughs> Just won a pair of tickets to see Blazing Squads! <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> that is fantastic. Congratulations to you. Stay on the line, Amy. You're going to see Blazing Squads. I love you. Thank you. You're more than welcome. You've been great entertainment. Thanks a lot, darling. Time for the incredible, the fantastic, the goofy, the screwy, and the odd genius. All talking to Alan Robson. I've won the humperlo. And I've won a toilet made out of solid gold, but it's just not in the cards now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we had a toilet of solid gold that she could thrust her foot in and flush it. Amy from Ashington is still with us on line five because, unfortunately, there's been a bit of a snag and we hate to renege on any kind of agreement. Amy... Yeah? There's a problem. What? I've just had a phone call. There's a problem about you going. What? I'm, re I'm really sorry. We would have loved to have sent you, but there's a problem. What? Well, there's just a problem. I I've just no. had a phone call, literally, during that last thing when you put your foot down the, the loo. Uh -huh. And it was Wayne from our evening show. Oh, yeah. Do you like him? Yeah. Well, you should love him. Because you love me, don't you? Yeah, Do of You've got to start loving Wayne, because right. he's, he's just phoned me to say, if you would like to meet Blazing Squad, he'll take you <laughs> out as well. How cool is that? You are going to see Blazing Squad. You are going to meet Blazing Squad, thanks to Wayne on the evening show, chipping in. He thought you were so good, he thought you deserved a bit something else, so the cherry on the cake comes from Wayne. Well done. Oh, don't, don't say thanks to me. <laughs> say thanks to Wayne. He's listening. Thank you, Wayne. There you go. That's cool. Oh, I've got me crying just about now. So, well, I mean, she's getting divorced. It's not, not surprised <laughs> she's crying. How about that? That was just uh, talk about uh, squeezing the juice out of a single prize. That's what that was. But wasn't she brilliant? Oh one nine one four double eight three one double eight. I'm going to play you a few clips of just some of the people that we've had on the switchboard over the years. Okay. But we got one on the line as well. It's Dirty Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Hello. Hello, darling. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. Good. Couldn't let tonight go without bringing back Dirty Dawn one last time. Absolutely. Well done. So what's your memories <laughs> then? Well, where, where would I start? Mm. I mean, 18 years ago was when we first met, when we did the regression in Swalwell and it didn't record. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Not, that's where it all started. Mm. Um, and to have just been able to, um, you're locking me in a mine. Yeah, we did in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he kind of chose to put me in the deepest part because you knew me. They, yeah, you've locked me in the mine, locked me in a dungeon in um, Kielder Castle. <laughs> yeah. But to be able to be a part of the show as a listener and then as a regular caller, and then and make it onto the team. Like I know that's such a rare thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think if it, I don't know if there's ever been anybody else that's had that experience. Mm -hmm. 
but it's honestly, it's done so much for me. Because of you, I'm running my own business. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great to know. Good to know. You taking a chance on me made me believe that if I can put whatever I made, like, I can make it happen. Hmm. And I can believe in myself. And I'm a year into the business and it's really starting to kick off. Great. So I want to thank you for that. How can people find uh, out about it, Dawn? Where do they go to see whatever it is you're flogging? My dad. Gotcha. And, and that's another thing they say. When I started the show, you know, I was at my lowest, like working on the show, I was at the the worst place I'd ever been. And Thanks. you, Nick, you, Nick, Tony, <laughs> and Chris. No, when I, like, away from the show, like, I know that, away I from know. it. I know. Like, personally, I was in a really bad way. Mm. And you, Chris, Nick, and Tony just really ha- played a massive part in getting me through that as well. Good. Um, um, glad to be used Well, our family, what that last caller said was true, mm. you know, it is a family. And... It's not the end. No, of course not. At all. Once a night, all always a night, all. At the end of the day. Yeah. And we're just going to look forward to the future and technology changes. Absolutely. That's where we're going. Hey, thank you very exactly. much, Don. How's the family? Is everybody well? Yeah, everyone's good. We're just getting ready to celebrate Charlotte's 21st. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. I remember when she was tiny and squidgy. I know. She's, um, she's just about to... Finish her third year at uni. And then she's got one more year to do, and she's hoping to be a probation officer. Oh wow, that's tremendous! With young offenders, right. yeah, she's she's doing really, really well. Hey, well, give everybody um, my love, I, Dawn. Thank you so much do. for coming on. I will do. Great to hear from and you. I, and just again, just thanks everyone for everything. And no problem. Yeah, I did get a shock last week when you replayed one of my clips. Oh, there might be more the coming. Vib- Brace yourself. The vibrator call. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Funny, <laughs> funny stuff. No, can't wait to get back into it with you all as well, That's and great. we'll have loads more laughs. Absolutely. And if you need anybody to be locked up in a cupboard somewhere on a yeah. ghost hunt, you're my girl. You know where to find me. I do. Thanks, Dawn. You take, take care, Alan. Thanks, love. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is great, and uh, going to take a quick break. But on the other end of it, you're going to hear a batch of just some of the special people that have saved an awful lot of lives. And uh, I know this is, seems to be all about me, but the team has been magnificent. We're going to be hearing from Tony and also uh, Chris on our switchboard, who was also told uh, that he's going to be leaving the company in a, a few weeks' time. Uh, so we're going to kind of use this tonight. We all go out together because Tony's, once I'm done, Tony's done and Chris not long behind us. So uh, a brand new start for all of us. But we're going to hear from them a little bit later too because they never get a chance. They never give them a word in edgeways. Scott, thank you. Kenneth Davison, David Johnson, Ben Mabon, Mark Aaron, John Foster. Now, John Foster, superstar, if you go to... Uh, Sunderland Football Club, you will know John, he's the, he's the voice on the tannoy. Sandor, uh, Rachel Mack, Mark and Crystal, thank you all. We've got a lot of people sending texts and little messages and stuff. Loads of cards as well. Thank you for everything that you guys have sent in. But some Night Owl Girls after this. And this has just arrived, and it's from a policeman. Oh, dear. Now, the police over the years... And I know a lot of people are fairly critical of the police. Uh, for 
countless different reasons, and you shouldn't really be, because they're, they're diamonds in the main, uh, and I know a lot of <laughs> various names they get called, but over the years, helping me get to people in time, uh, saving people getting assaulted, rescuing young children, taking suicidal people from their homes for help on my behest, they've been amazing Amazing. And one policeman that I've never known the name of until today, Mr. Robson Allen. Oh, you see, very official. I wonder if he's just written his number down. Here. Anyway, uh, a lot of memories about listening and his sister and himself followed you around the region at road shows, dancing to all those daft, cheesy tunes. Absolutely. We were expert at playing crap. Um, because that's the fun ones, do you know what I mean? Anyway, I graduated uh, with Northumbria Police, moved up the ranks, eventually to traffic, uh, attended a few house arrests at night, and you'd never believe how many houses I knocked on that had either night owls playing or the hot and heavy. And the night Raoul Moat was about, I was listening to your show while shooting around the region with the police radio going. Finally, you will remember me, I was that copper who emailed on several occasions who followed you up the A1 on occasions with a little blue flash as I pulled off the A69 towards Hexham. I think you had a Mazda at the time. Good luck to you and the family in the future. Stand proud and tall. You've been a true ambassador for the North East listener and the North East of England. Another caller said it should be Sir Alan. Many thanks for all the good times. Andrew McDonald, I remember. And when you, you see a police car with you, and I always, of course, in all the cars I've had, travelled at 69.9 miles an hour, always, just to stay on the safe side. And he was kind enough just to give me a little blue light and uh, eased off the motorway, which is good. So uh, I got a lot of flashes from him over the time. Big thank you to Barry as well, and uh, also Chrissy and Karen. Thank you all for sending your bits in. Promised you some night owl girls, and I cannot tell you how important the night owl girls were. We've had some of the, uh, the girls on their own behest uh, giving money to people who needed help, going physically to see them, to help them, and being on the telephone to help me at times when they were desperate and needed help or they, they'd cut themselves or taken tablets or, in one case, had put gas bottles all over the living room, poured petrol on their carpet, and then placed a lit candle in the middle so that when the candle got down to the carpet, the whole place, the whole street would have exploded. At least that's what the police told me when they got there in time to take the candle out and and get her to a place of safety. So, uh, the Night Owl girls, amazing. This is not all of them by any stretch, because uh, there were many, many over the years, but there's some absolute diamonds in the night old girl's bit. D. I told you not to start us off. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another one for you. You might want to use this one. When you get to bed tonight, and I, I know he's probably going to be fast asleep, but what you've got to do is grab hold of it, right? <laughs> Even if he's asleep, just reach around. You'll find it eventually. And you say, this is what Elaine's suggesting. His Her version of code speak is... 
Just checking to see if you're cooked. <laughs> Which I think is <laughs> very really good. Excellent. Come up with some more night outs. Come on, we want more of that. It's going to be a big night for you when you get home. I know a day, I can tell. <laughs> now, the thing is, in ten minutes, I'm going to lift her microphone up again and she's still going to be like... It's, she's like... Have you ever been to the Pleasure Beach in Blackpool? Right at the beginning, there's a laughing man and you put 20 pence in his belly button and he laughs for... It's, um... <laughs> <laughs> Nebosh. And we're a homely girl. You mean ugly? Homely. Yeah, but that's what you say to people when you look at them and you say, well, she's not very pretty. She's homely. Oh, I don't know. I, I understand. <laughs> no, I thought she was very, very nice. Really? Yes. Could you understand a crack? Yeah, a um, crack. <laughs> you know. It's a word. <laughs> it's a word meaning her conversation because she speaks All like right. a charva, you see. No, I thought she was very, very nice. She made you feel very, very welcome. Really? Yes. That surprises me. No. Right. Mm -hmm. She's not made me feel welcome at all. Oh, well, you see. She slapped us twice. Has she? Oh, she's very. Oh. Violent. She's a violent charmer. Well, she doesn't come across as that. She comes across as a lovely girl. All I said was, what's that in your belly button? Let's have a look. That's all I said, and I got biffed for it. There you go. But what did you think of us? I wasn't. I thought it was a... a <laughs> I, th <laughs> I thought it was a potato, but when you get up close, it's actually a piercing. It's not like proper. It's, it, the reason that I look like that is because it's a, it's made her skin green around it. You know that's the thing. Um. Oh, hang on a second. She wants to say something to you. What, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm saying you're being very cheeky tonight. You see what I mean? You see that's the kind of attitude we don't want. Well, she's being honest. I say you're being cheeky tonight. I pulled the fader down so she can't get at us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about cringe week. Uh -huh. You had a cringe moment with your mother. What what exactly happened again? Yes. Well, my mum and myself were very open. Um, Sexually. Yeah. Well, not with each other. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> really see, bad. That's fairly cringy. Right, okay. <laughs> but no, you talk but about anything. Yes, we can talk about anything and she's my friend and everything. So it's, nothing's really off limits. Well, right. you know, some things you keep to yourself. <laughs> I would think. Um, but anyway, so... My friend had specified that she would like um, one of Ansomer's toys, let's say. A vibrator. Yes, for her birthday, and it specified which one she would like. Okay. So I'm in the Metro Centre with my mum, and I thought, right, we'll go in. And then we van ventured into that section of the shop for the first time ever with my mum, and I thought, hmm. Are you a buzzing? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> right. I just, at first I thought, you know, this is a bit weird, but, you know, we'll go with it. It'll be okay. Everything's fine. So we went along, and I pointed out the particular toy that my friend had said that she wanted. That's the vibrator. Yes, I don't like saying that word on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and I showed it to my mum and she picked it up, turned it round. Now, bearing in mind, there are about five or six other people in the shop at this time. Yeah. My mum's not the quietest of ladies either. And she flipped over the packaging, looked at the price on the back and exclaimed to the whole shop, Bloody hell, it's cheaper to use your fingers. Oh, which is cringe. Horrid. That I just is... wanted the ground to swallow me. And I bet you were the... 
colour of a beetroot. Oh, it was awful. I just wanted to get out of there as quick as possible because everyone turned around and looked and laughed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Binny, give us a sniff of your puss. That's minging. Who would say that? No, I don't know. It's disgusting. What else? Then? Liz from Gated has a metal plate in her neck. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny, but I've just, just seen an action that Alan just did. What are you laughing at? I feel what you just did at me as well. What did I do? You just did. That's minging. Shame to yourself. You should be appalled. Anyway, carry on. Don't Poor thing. Well, she's got a plate in there. Liz, I'm sorry. Listen, she's got a plate in her neck and she thinks it's fair. I can't believe this. I think that's disgusting. Well, don't do stupid pussy thing. What? What's the matter with this woman? Have you been drinking? Have you been drinking? Well, Coke. What? Anyway, look, look, take right. a deep breath. This, right. is, this is very so important. The lady's got a problem. What's the crap? No, she hasn't got a problem. She actually, <laughs> I can't even see. But I'm sure she wouldn't want you to laugh at whatever her problem no, was. Right. <laughs> right, okay, serious. Oh, no, I feel like it's school when you're not allowed to laugh. <laughs> okay, right. <clears throat> Liz from Gaston. Stop tutting. Who's tutting? That was Paul's tut. Paul. Come on, I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> Help us out. Hey, right, Liz. Liz has metal plate, right? Where is it? When you're going that neck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liz. Right, I'm sorry, right, I'm right, I'm sorted. And when she goes out of shops, the alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so people think she's been stealing. <laughs> oh, I've got a snotty nose now. <laughs> Um, that's not even what I'm laughing at. It was uh, the puss thing. Right, so she gets a cue. What are you about puss? Because <laughs> you did a thing, an action. <laughs> that I found a bit funny. <laughs> I don't even do anything. I didn't do anything. I you just did it again. Show Paul what you did. I didn't do, you do anything. You just did it again. Do I it again. I didn't do anything. I scratched yeah. my tash. No, you did not scratch your tash. Leanne, do you think you need a chlamydia test? Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now the answer is she didn't say yes. She just got terribly embarrassed because, out of all the people I know, she's probably the one most likely to need a chlamydia test. But I mean that in a caring way, Leanne. I truly do. But nobody's going to say, "Oh, thank heavens, just what I need." Uh, before mine actually falls off, I'd better have a go at one of them. Let me whittle into your little jar, send it off, happy days. Nobody's gonna be, nobody really wants to admit. Maybe I should have one of them. Now you're laughing again, yeah. Sunday. Why, <laughs> why don't you just go and get one then? Because they're everywhere now, whittling in jars. No, I don't think I need one, but uh, out of curiosity, I probably would. Just, Cur why not? Just curiosity <laughs> someone meaning... someone you want one, I'll... Curiosity meaning, oh, let's see if I've got a disease. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, okay. And, of course, the stars come out at night. Al Murray came on and had a right go at his. You did, of course, have the man from Torchwood on. 
Top Club, yeah. John, John, John Barrow. John, yeah. Now, yeah, I was never confused, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I sensed a little bit of, of sexual electricity between you there. Yeah, well, you know what? That's exactly the sort of thing a ginger bloke who's been married four times would do. <laughs> between me and John Barrowman. You obviously don't know your, your elbow from your other part, <laughs> if, that, if that's what you thought was going on there, mate. There you go. And, of course, the people that absolutely count. That's you lot. With some of the greatest calls in the history of the world. I mean, she's 18 now, and she said she was about 16, and she was dying, and she had a poor outside and wiped her bum with a sock. <laughs> 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 what, and then put it back on? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> what kind of girl is she? Well, it was funny when she told us. She's she was a... drunk. And stuff like this with Linda. I mean, I've heard that Tenerife is nice. Yeah, it used to be. Tenerife used to be very, very popular, but people are now going to Nainerife instead. Nainerife? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that's a thought for you, you know. At least you're away from where it's really busy, and you're just far enough that if you want to go in there and do a bit of partying, you can. Right. Or you could go to Wannerife, where it's really very quiet. Wannerife. Wannerife, huh? Oh. Yeah. Then Tourif. Right. Okay, and it goes right the way through to Tenerife. Right, but the be but the nicest place, what did you think it was? Probably out of all Nine of them, because it's right next door. There you go. And, of course, sometimes you give people a suggestion that you just know is not going to happen. Yes. Hang on, hang on, you're in a room, no, your pants are down by your ankles, <laughs> you're bent over this man's couch and he Aye. wants you to relax your hoop. That's right, <laughs> Aye. You see, it's only kept on saying, because uh, <laughs> well, you're going to have to relax your bum because the picture will come out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as you stuff the needle on, like, it's natural, you, you just, because it is hurt, yeah. um, you just clench up, you know? Right, so your bulldog tattoo now has kind of a weird expression, does he? <laughs> He's a bit more wrinkled than he should have been. How about that? Great calls. Now we're going to uh, take uh, a quick break with a piece of music that is just fabulous. But first, just got to remind you, if you're looking for the Night Owls podcast, Google Podcasts on YouTube, you'll find us. We're on Apple Music, Spotify, all of that from tonight. So, after this, not necessarily after this, but over the next day or two, catch up with it if you can. And also, we stay up to date with what we're doing on Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. Search and follow the pages. Every week we're out ghost hunting across the Northeast. And watch every Sunday night now at 9pm. It's going to be a Sunday night. Become a supporter. Uh, if you're a supporter, you can watch us live actually doing the show on a Wednesday evening, The Rough Mix, and all the extra bonus content, including a weekly video chat with me and the entire team. Search Night Owls UK for that. And, of course, Robson's World is my website where you can get classic shows, features. Everything I've done over the years is being added regularly. There's a shop on there, all kinds of bits and bobs. So don't forget, there's lots of places where you can find information as to where I'm going to be. If you're watching on Facebook, Facebook and YouTube, you will gather that I'm not the only funny-looking person here because Chris Felton, who usually works on our phones, he's a presenter in his own right, uh, and he's also been told that that uh, you, you you are on limited time. Ah, uh, hey, tonight tonight is your night, man. Tonight, uh, no, it's hey, all no, about it's, you. It's all um, it's all the same, man. We're we're going to face a new future together, which is all good. However, uh, you reminded me that I brought you into the business 
when you were 11, which is ridiculous. That's when I started listening. I was that kid listening in secret, in bed, earphones in, you know, listening for the creak on the, on the stairs coming up because I should have been asleep for school. But I learned more through this show about life than anywhere else has ever taught me. I mean, mm. through the people. You hear the ups, the downs, everything in between. I mean, even just tonight hearing this, this, some of the stuff we've been playing, it just reminds you of how, how much how much we've done and, and how many how many people have lived their lives through this show as well mm. it's it's been there it's 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 an institution you are an institution you, you've been there throughout i should Every- i should be in an institution <laughs> but no this the, time the, yes. the reality and absolutely <laughs> with with respect to you though it, oh. chris has become probably a bigger because an- i'm an anorak I, I collect everything i save it you never know when it might be needed uh somebody says oh i've just been to Bishop Stortford, and I'll go, oh, there's a ghost story, and, and I'll have it in a fail somewhere, it's maddening, and I've passed that on to you, really, haven't I? Well, yeah, not just that, your your work ethic, you know, you taught me in the early days what it took to, to get on in the business, to, to get into the business, and how, what you had to do, and just everything about how you've how you are, how you, how your, your work ethic, like I say, you know, for a four-hour show, it takes 13 hours to, mm. to do it right, and... If even a little bit of that's rubbed off, it, it's, you know, it's te- testament, really. Biggest moment, what's your highlight out of all, all of them? Now, you sent me a lovely letter, and it, it's 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 bubbly and weepy. We're not getting into that because we're rising, we're moving on to better things. It's because I couldn't put it into words. I, I mean, I, I've had visions of this this moment for, mm. you know... and Too long. Yeah, and I can't find the words. I'm sure there's there's people listening to this waiting to talk to you tonight who you can't you can't sum it up. Mm. You can't you, you can't sum it up, and that's why I had to, sorry. That's all right. That's, that's why right. I had to you know do that. And the what's highlights? your highlight, man? Oh. Your happiest, funniest, daftest. Come on. I don't want to make it about me, but you know that my dream was always to for you to trust me to cover the show when you were away, and it has to be that that. That moment, you know, the, the the time when I first sat in this seat and mm. and opened that mic for the first time, just knowing that it was with your blessing, that is the biggest honour of my life. Let me tell you. Well, this this isn't an honour in this because I must have, and I've taken a meet you to this guy probably as uh, even worse than Tony over the years because Tony Tony's been fights fiercely back against me, which is which is rare in in my world, truly. But he's he's uh, Tony's a genius. However, um, Chris doesn't know, perhaps, that the ma- the boss of the radio station at the time was driving uh, back from a restaurant or something, and one of the many songs that I wrote about you was about <laughs> premature ejaculation, and it was the song was High Hopes. I remember. And the chorus was, whoops, there goes another one in his pants. And... <laughs> He was driving, he was driving back and almost crashed the car. And then he came and he says, does he not mind that you're saying these kinds of things? He just didn't things? know it was being written. That's what, <laughs> well, that's what it was. <laughs> he had no clue until he heard it, you see. So it was the thing. That, that's my, you know. So the parodies and stuff, they're, they're, we'll find some way to get them out to you over the next, you know, in, probably on Robson's World or, or something like that. But just get ready for them because they'll be there and they're, they're very much, they, they're great fun. But Chris, oh, for everything, thank you so no, much. you got no idea how easy You've made everything for me. No, mate, it's it's my absolute honour. It's my dream. You've made you changed my life. You made my dreams come true. Man. Right, get off before you book. Right, I'm okay. Right. We're talking about stuff, and uh, oh goodness, back to Wayne again because this time you're going to get the full tattoo story. 
I ended up getting him a tattoo. I'll tell you more about that. But first, David from Colourcoats is waiting ever so patiently. Hello, David. Hi, Alan. Hello, mate. What can we do for it, you tonight? It's an absolute honour to be on your last show. Thank you so much for taking No, thank you for calling. What can we do for you? Um, you're my friend, you're my brother. You've been everything through the years, so... Um, I'm still kicking for that knighthood for you. Oh, <laughs> we need to get it because you, well, I mean, you've got a heart of gold, but it's it's black and white through and through. I think. Oh, um, I've got something to show you. Can we can we bring the shirt right. in? Uh, are you watching on screen or just listening? Yes. You're watching on, uh, screen. Watching oh, on I, screen. I'll show you something that I was presented earlier tonight, which is lovely. You know, I've done forty-six years. Yeah. So they've they got it. Um, hang on. Hate the the label. They got me a flashing blade. You see it? Oh, hang on, there's a bit of a delay here mm. on the Facebook thing. Okay. I can't see it yet. Hang on. Well, it just hides me face a bit longer, so it's all right. <laughs> Can you see it now? Um, not yet. You're still waving your fingers around. Hang on. What? <laughs> there must be a delay on here. How? Well, it sounds like it's an outwet. Well, hang on. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh, yes, there it is. There, there you sure. go. Champion. We got oh. there eventually. Hey, no bother. Oh, that's brilliant. So that was I very think nice. That would fit. I think that would fit me. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Hey, but thank um, you very much for coming on, David. Anything else you want to say while you're here? Yeah, I was just so glad that you didn't put me through what you put Amy through. You know, for the tickets. Absolutely. Um, you've sent me CDs, and I've had tickets for McFly and mm. um, all sorts. I think the Olympic one, I won this really posh bottle of champagne. Was it Viv? Verve yeah. clicket or something, and I just verve verve one of the nicest <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I just I didn't know what to do with it, so <laughs> it eventually went to a, um, a a relative who's who's used to drinking those things, shall I say? Oh right, foshy. Um, and the spooky things, you know, like yeah, Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody was watching Touch of Frost or something and recorded it. That's right, yes, and there was a, a, a oh, it God, blacked out, this, there was a horrible noise. Just this banshee scream. Yeah, it was amazing. Really. And I think every little hair on my body stood up. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. And after that, I think I've just had to, like, start recording it. Right, right. No, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. because it was so scary. Yeah. Um, but um, there was one of the night old girls as well that you did a song, I'm Vibrating. And it was a Dido song? It was Emma, yeah. It was it, it was, was the like, other Emma, but she was amazing. And she, Don't put yeah. your hand up my suspenders. That's I'm vibrating right. and always will be. It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Brilliant. Well, we'll be getting them, as I say, we'll be putting all of them on, on Robson's World over the next month or two, so watch, out, watch out for them. You can have a listen. Yeah, oh, you, you've got a heart of gold. You're, you, you know you're a friend to everyone. And Thank you, man. I'm so proud of you, and, you know... You, you will be back. I have every faith in you and I believe in you. That's what and I plan. I'm so. loyal, steadfast and true and there's a lot of us out there who are. Great. So this is, this is a farewell, not a goodbye. It's a bonjour, as Ben Mabon said. Yeah. It's a, it is a, a bonjour rather than, a, than a, a, a goodbye. But thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Thank All you the so best much for everything man. you've done. Thanks again. Ah, just people being nice. Let's talk about me not being nice. Wayne... A fellow presenter from the day who is as big a star now in my heart as he ever was. Um, Wayne wanted a tattoo of his child. So he got a photograph of newly born infant and said, do you want to come with me? I'm going to the tattoo parlor to get picture of young one um, tattooed on 
just above his bum, on his kind of, kind of, just round from his hip kind of thing. So, problem was, I found out what tattoo parlour he was going to, so I went and paid the tattooist double if he would put a tattoo on Wayne's backside that was my face with the flashing blade written underneath. Now, he said, oh, it would take ages to do a heed the size of mine. So instead, I said, well, I'll tell you what, do the man with the tash off the Pringles box, because that's already a cartoon. So he said, I'll do the, the man with the Pringles tash on his backside with the flashing blade written underneath. Here we are at the tattoo parlour, and then I'll play you the second bit. This is amazing. Alan Robson with you. We are in that tattoo studio in Swarwell, Sink the Ink Tattoo Studio. Vic is currently working on Wayne's bottom. He's getting a tattoo, and uh, essentially, just because I've had a tattoo, I thought I would come along with him. Known Vic for a while. Vic's looking after him big style. He's, he's round the back. I'm absolutely... Staying around the front. But as, as we were saying earlier on, you've got to think really long and hard about tattoos because they're there forever. I think a good tattoo looks great. I think a naff tattoo looks... There's nothing worse than yeah. having a tattoo that doesn't... that isn't of a, a decent quality. So just make sure that you, if you are going to pick a tattooist, you talk to people that have had them before, somebody that you've got faith in and you can trust because uh, word of mouth is the best way. That's the reason we've come to sink the ink... In Swarwell as well, we're not very far away from that little, uh, the main roundabout where you can go down the back way to the Metro Centre. The truth of the matter is, though, Wayne has decided that having a first child, you know, a newborn, is the best reason in the world to get a tattoo put on in there. He's currently here, he's wearing his denim jacket and his posy shirt. His pants are not quite around his ankles. He's covering um, his tiny vitals and his butt is on display to the world, which is why the shop is closed, because we don't want to frighten children. Yeah, I would think you're probably a, a good way to having this tattoo done now. How do you feel about it? Feels great. I'm trying to picture what it would look like. Well, it's, it's Joshua's head and underneath it, Joshua's name written in Old English, because that's what you chose, wasn't it? Have a look, has he spelt it right? Yeah, he's, he's spelled it perfectly. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I'm just glad that it's your button and it's not my butt. Because uh, I've never ever fancied a tattoo on your bottom. You know, mm. to me, it, it's always been... Oh, I've just been given the thumbs up. The machine has gone quiet, because Vic... You happy with that, Vic? I am happy with it. Right, OK, I'm just going to... Can I go around and have a look? Yep. That is fantastic. Spitting image. Spit, <laughs> spitting image, Wayne. Absolutely top-class image. Um, talking to that while I go around the back. So, Alan, you take a picture now for me so I can have a look in a minute. Right, OK. okay. Got it. It's the, it's the spitting image. Now, Wayne, you've got your trousers down at the present moment. I've actually got to nip back to the studio. OK. And uh, I'm going to take... One of Vic's cards with me as well, so I've got his, fo his current phone number. There's a photograph of it, of it on there, and I'll see you back at the studio, OK? Alan? Alan, come here, wait. You have got to be f***ing joking! Alan! Vic! I'm just there. Uh, Vic! Ah! You shot that <coughs> Robson <sighs> Alan <sighs> 
window. Oi! Open the window! Open the... Open... Open this door! Don't you be opening that back window. Open the front one like a man. <laughs> I'm opening the back window and I'm gonna work. Gotta go to work. Alan! I can't believe you told me it'd be okay. It's a tattoo, you know. I know. Don't be driving away, Alan. Alan. Alan, don't you be driving off, Alan. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Open the door. I want to worry you. He's flipping running away. Alan. Wait till I get to Metro Radio. I'm going to kill him. And of course, when he got back to the studio, he decided he would, well, share his anger with anybody that would look at his back saying. When you're hearing this, no doubt, you'll still be in the shot that Alan Robson has tattooed me. I've let, oh, hang on a second, I'm knackered. I've had a tattoo, hang on. You know what it is? Oh, damn, I'm at Retro's reception. He stooped to the lowest he could ever do now. Well, Alan's just went upstairs in a hurry. Has, has he done something? He looked a bit sheepish to me, mind Sheepish. <laughs> Look at this. Come round here. What? Why are you going to drop me? <laughs> no, I'm going to just got to drop my trousers a second. Hang on. Well, you know, I know, I know. Listen, Alan. Alan said. Alan said he was going to go with me to get Joshua tattooed on my bum. It's not Joshua! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what a nice bomb! <laughs> oh, it's tattooed! Come here! Dear me! <laughs> Can you believe that? That's not. <laughs> it's not funny! Where's Alan? Oh dear. He's went up the street. You best tell him because I'm going to flipping kill him. It's Metro Radio. Have you seen Alan? No, he's not been in here. I'm in the on-air studio. Been for me tattoo. You've been for it? <laughs> Hold that. Where is it? Right, now, seriously, hang on, let me just turn my speakers down it. <laughs> I can't believe you! <laughs> oh my god. What would you do to him? Do, do you know what's on there? Do I know? Yeah. Of course I flipping know what's on there. What the hell got me, man? No, that's it's killing. Maybe the tattooist is dyslexic. <laughs> that's it, I'm not getting any sympathy in here, I'm off. <laughs> Does anybody want to see my tattoo? No. <laughs> I can't believe he's done that. Well out of order, Wayne. Well out of order. Isn't out of order? That is absolutely shocking. <laughs> it's supposed to be baby Joshua. No, it's not. It's Metro Radio. I'm actually in the boss's office. MD, Sally. Have you seen Alan? Today? Ye yes. Yes, I saw him earlier. Have you seen him lately? I haven't seen him lately, no. What have you You seen? know what today is, don't you? Today is. What were we doing today? You were having a tattoo. Of who? Of your baby, Josh. You're right. Hello, Kim. Hi, uh... Can you just, girls, can you just hold this as I show it you? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're the boss. Stop laughing. Has he seen it? He's seen it. I've signed a flipping disclaimer. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's it. I'm off. If you can't get sympathy off the boss, who can... 
Where's that Alan Robson? There you go. So he, he had that, uh, well, on his backside. Picture of the Pringles man with the flashing blade underneath it. We thought it was funny at the time. Uh, as the years go on, probably less so, I'm imagining. Now, talking ghost hunts, because a few of you mentioned them. I'm going to play something, but you're going to have to listen really, really carefully. Because we went for the very first time to an island called Pavalia to record TV for uh, a network show in the States called Scariest Places on Earth. And I decided to go back, and we've been back on two occasions now to Pavalia. On the second occasion, something happened that gave me one of the biggest frights of my life. Now, you can hear the whole thing, obviously, on uh, on Robson's World, and there's a whole host of others there, but this, well... But listen very, very carefully. That door just moved of its own volition now. Um, as you look inside it, on the bottom of the, the coffin, and there's a lid here on the floor, and it's, uh, it's got finger marks on it, as if somebody was alive in there. There's marks of blood. And what the hell is that? Hang on. Right in the bottom. What is that? Hang on, I'm gonna pick it up. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm knocking it off the side here, listen. It's a human fingernail. A full one, not a plastic one. A real one. Oh, jibbers. You can't imagine what went on. And yet you notice the coffin's never burnt. They just dumped the bodies in the pit. Maybe they used the coffins to carry them there. Obviously, sometimes alive. <sighs> a lot of coffins. A lot of coffins. A lot of other furniture that's just been piled up that you got to kind of squeeze around. Just bear with me a second. <sighs> just he's trying to ease past it. Into... <laughs> that's ever happened to me in my life I just oh it's still on me it's still on me I walked into a ball of cobweb with spiders on it a ball of it I mean taller than I am just a wall of web and it went right round me and I could feel stuff on me and I've already been bitten on the chest by something. I'm checking my arms. There's a little mark on my right arm. Uh, there you go. A little bit of pavilia, blame me. Uh, it was horrific. I got completely wrapped up in cobwebs. It was over my mouth. It was up my nose. When you breathed, you felt stuff going up there. It was just horrendous. Spent the time literally hitting things, trying to get to scrape it off me. And there was another occasion. Beamish Hall... Before it was decked out in its finery as it stands now, 
I decided to have a look around there and do a ghost hunt at Beamish Hall just on my own. Or so I thought. So you can't see very much. But they say that children were, or a child, it's actually a little girl, was locked in this cupboard. And the cupboard inside is only about, it's not a yard square. It's a tiny little cupboard. And on the outside there is the locking mechanism. And don't know whether you heard that as well. We're getting some kind of strange like, talking noises just from the distance there. But they say that if you come here at this time of night, that you get the footsteps of a child running along the floor. And you can hear the footsteps of the little one as she laughs and she giggles. <sighs> On the ground there's lumps of wood now. The door... Oh, the door... The door lies straight ahead, directly in front of me. As I say, it's a tiny little door. It's almost like a doll's house door. And they, because they don't want anybody else being locked in here, because they believe the child was, was locked in as a punishment, and when the child died, she died before she grew up, that uh, her spirit came back to the house and went into this place and lives on this floor around this area. So all I have to do is uh, open the door. Your you problem is there's no handle, so you've got to kind of stick your fingers under the thing at the very top, and you just pull the thing... Oh, ah! Ah! Shut up! <laughs> oh, my God! Oh, you bastard! Jeez! Oh, I've got to do it. I'm sorry. I've got to, Can I just say my legs creak? Hang on. Oh, God. I've got to thank everybody at Beamish for telling me one of the scary places in this place. And I've, I've, I got told that you most want to go to it first. I've been there for about two and a half hours. Jeepers. But it was... You swine. <laughs> Payback, mate. I'm having a heart attack. Absolutely. And we found a way to get him back in hundreds of other ways. And you can hear another... Uh, monkey clip a little bit later that a lot of people have already been sending uh, little emails and texts and stuff in about. But let's go and take a, a few calls from you guys. Aidan from North Shields is next. Hi, Aidan. Hello, mate. You all right? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. What you got for me? Um, it was just a quick one, really. Like I, I used to listen to you all the time when I was uh, like driving about and that. Like It was just like a wish you luck. Thanks, man. Appreciate um, it. But these ghost stories actually expand some like memories back when I used to do like a little bit of urban exploring and stuff. All right, huh? Um, just listen to that one where you got jumped out on there. We we did one at Usher College. Um, there's a group of us went to have a little look around the Show College. And right. we, we went hide and seeking. Oh, <laughs> in the oh, honestly, it was an absolute <laughs> creep. I think the worst building that I did was a little place over in Kielgar. Right. Um, it's called Willabog Cottage. Right. I have not heard of it. Uh, so imagine like a loft with a, like a ladder's coming down. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends, he, he stuck his head in the loft and the, the loft pulled down the corridor behind him got like chucked down. I've got it on video. Like, it was, wow. It was, it was, I think that was like the most activity I've had. I've seen, right. Brilliant. It's a result well, catching anything, though, isn't it? That's the thing. Especially if, you, if you're not like doing it day in, day out. Yeah, it's a... a it's just amazing look if you catch anything, I'm for sure. It's sort of like that adrenaline rush that we used to go for. Um, <laughs> had a collection of door handles. That was a good set. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'd done the one, um, what, where was it? 
Oh, uh, do you know, do you remember Cherry Knoll Hospital in Sunderland? Absolutely, yes, of course. So, in Cherry Knoll, but we didn't realise it was like a site. So, uh, they had like 24 hour security and that going around. And we uh, went down, down down one of the corridors and we were just seeing this flashlight come at the end. Honest to God, it was like a weird thing, like <laughs> in the middle of a hospital down the corridor and this guy in an orange coat just turned around. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Ah, but great fun all the same, mate. Hey, but thanks for coming on, Aidan. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks for ringing. All the best. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Linda's with us as well. Linda is, I think, in Kenton at the moment. Uh, I think she's there. Hello, Linda. Oh, hiya, Alan. Hello, love. Oh, it's lovely to hear your voice again. Thank you, darling. You know, I was I was like a regular night owl's. Absolutely. For many, many years, I listened to lot, a lot of uh, ghost hunts and a lot of extra special people that came on. And you helped so many people in the past. Mm. I just want to thank you for that. Hey, my, my honour, Linda. Thank you for your kindness. Oh, bless your heart. No, I remember your ghost hunts. One in particular was when you were in the hospital. Yes. An old hospital. Uh-huh. Mental hospital. And another one when you were on an island. Yes. And um, you had got off the little boat uh-huh, and you stepped onto the island uh-huh. and you had many weird experiences there. For sure. Yeah. You know, you know, there's so many, so many lovely memories of night hours. Well, that's tremendous. I used, I used to talk to you quite a lot when I lived at West Denton. No, I remember. And I live in Kenton now. That's right, good, good. Hope you enjoy oh, it. Oh, it's lovely to hear your voice again. Hey, well, thank and you for coming I'm on, so Linda. Sad. Hey, don't I'm, be. I'm so sad. Do you, do you, don't, you, you know? Hey, just, it's, uh, Diana Ross was writing a song, uh, Remember Me, like a sunny day you once had along the way, and that's the way to do it, babe, honestly. So, oh, I know, but I know. wish you the best for the future. Thank you very much. I wish much. you the best, and there's been nothing like you on the radio. Ah, very nice you know, to I see. don't think there ever will be. You, you've, you know, you've entertained so many people well, you've, you've, with, you've, with your lovely voice and your caring and... I just want to thank you, Alan. You helped me through so many, so many hard times. I used to click Metro on, go to bed, click it on, listen to you through the night, and you helped me so much. Uh, it's good of you. Thank God you. bless you. Thank you, Linda. All the best. Ah, oh, my goodness. Tough stuff. Now, uh, we're going to get Tony in soon, but uh, a piece of music after a clip. Now, the, first of all, what's the music? The music, uh, it kind of sums up everybody who's ever listened late at night, uh, either the radio under the pillow or really quiet so you're not disturbing everybody else because so many people woke their partners up listening or their mums and dads. So I'm going to play you a song and every tune that we've picked tonight, uh, the, every single word means so much. So uh, I hope you enjoy them. But first... Alan and Wayne again. It's our last Wayne clip of the of the show, and it's the time that I told him that he was going to interview a celeb. Can you spare half an hour? I got him onto a plane, and we ended up flying to Germany. His wife had no clue, and I kept telling her from a taxi in Germany that he was just driving past the metro centre. He'll be home soon. And he ended up being there for two days. <laughs> And on one occasion, I sent him into, well, it was an empty field, but I knew halfway through it, they were going to release baboons. This is that clip. 
Here's the gate. The wooden fence around this enclosure is just around here. The quickest way to... No, don't, don't climb over it. Go through the gate. That's it, good lad. Right. Now, to get into this enclosure, this is just to keep the rabbits off, you walk across this kind of wooden bridge and there you are. All I want you to do is to walk in to the enclosure. I can't see the rabbits, where are they? No, the rabbits are, the, you know, you see the really deep grass, they tend to hang out in the oh, deep, deep grass yeah. at the far side. Don't go past that hedging, just stay there and if you don't find any rabbits, just hang around there and we'll try and spot some for you. You're going to have me running around this field. They're going to run away when they see me. No, they're only rabbits. You'll catch them. They're not wild rabbits or anything. Okay. So, away you go. All right. We ain't... We away. Now, we're actually... We're actually away on the other side of this fence. Now, we're talking approximately, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, 50, 60 yards. And... You see any rabbits? <laughs> A little bit, go a little bit further, closer to those trees at the far side. That's where you'll find them. <laughs> well, they're just, they're just rabbits. Just have a look. They're not like domestic rabbits. They're wild rabbits. Away you go. Right, now, I've just tipped a wink. <laughs> the keeper is going to walk around to the side of the fence. <laughs> Keep going a little bit, a little bit closer to the fence. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to see me laughing because if he does, he'll know there's something wrong. So, it's all right. And hang on, the, the keeper is just getting in place now, and they've just they've just opened the paddock door, and uh, the green the, the baboons are starting to run. <laughs> He's right up against the fence. He's jerking at the fence. He's stay there, Wayne. Stay there, Wayne. Wayne. They, there's a moat. I know you can't see it, but there's a moat between them. A moat. They can't get to you. <laughs> they're, they're baboons, but they can't reach you. There's a moat between it. You're all right, Wayne. No, you just walk around the edge here. They can't reach you. They can't get to you. Just come down here. They're looking at me. I know that. <laughs> They're looking. He's taking, <laughs> he's taking a puff and he's at a spray. <laughs> he's had a bit of a tough day. Come around the sides. I know you can't get out this way. You can't get out this way, but come down the sides. Yeah, try and get through the trees if you can. Wayne. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, that was a dirty. Tr that was a dirty trick, wasn't it? Oh, I'm so frightened. <laughs> My legs are. Oh, please help me out. Oh. Okay, get over there. Climb over here. They were slightly bigger than rabbits. <laughs> you, all you saw for a split second was the keeper was at the side of the fence, and all of a sudden, twenty of these baboons that are roughly the size of us started bounding right the way up to the edge of this moat but the moat's all grown over but the, they can't get across to the other side do you know do you know when you see TV programmes and animals come on and people say just run yeah oh 
God, I, my heart's fell out my backside, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the problem is, you know how we're in this enclosure now, and they're across the moor. You know what this enclosure is? <sighs> no. This is gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> there's none here, man. There's none here. There's none here. You're all right. <laughs> now, as you know, we've been looking back at some classics. We got we could go on for about six, seven years just with classic calls because you guys have been astounding over the years. I'm going to play a couple of clips, and then we're going to have uh, Hollywood McShane, who used to be Antoine de Boogie when he when he first started, but we had to change his name every time he won an award, and he kept on winning them. But here's some more of you. Hi, Alan. It's uh, Craig and Pete Lee. One of my best ones is when you and Wayne went and got tattoos done because it just had increases of laughter. Hi, Alan. It's Clary and Richie here. Uh, my favourite part of Night Owls is obviously getting to know you as a person. My greatest memories are the ghost adventures and the time you had with Benny. And obviously the best part is meeting Clary. Yes, Alan. Thank you for all the years that I've been listening Thank you to all the night owls. We love you all. And we want to say you've made our life complete. Thank you. Love you, Alan. Love you. Bye. Hi there, Alan. My name is Barry Dodd. I'm a comedian and ghost hunter. Uh, my passion for ghost hunting started many years ago on the 31st of October in 1994, spending a night in Walkers Castle uh, with you and other night owls on the world record-breaking uh, ghost hunt, the biggest in the world ever at the time. And it was also the first time I ever went on the radio where you made me to pig's tongue. Um, you jokingly told me to try and fit it all in my mouth at once, uh, which I did without realising you were joking. And I promptly coughed it all back up live on the radio. So, yes, thank you for, for that moment. And thank you for starting a lifelong passion in the paranormal. All the best. Hi, this is Steve Rafe, someone who listened to Night Owls uh, religiously whilst I was a young lad. Grew up with Alan, listened to all the callers, uh, and from West Denton particularly sticks out, somebody who I always look forward to listening to. Uh, but Alan's been a big influence on me, a big help in my career, always there for a chat. And um, oh, well done, mate. It's, uh, it's a hell of an achievement. Good luck, mate. Good night. God bless. I rang him on my 21st birthday asking who was the last woman who had been home in Newcastle. That's my Night Owl experience. Hi, Alan, somebody. My favourite memory of you being on Night Owls is the first time I came down to the radio station and met you and I got your autograph. That was my favourite memory, mate. Speak to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. I've listened to Night Owls since the 1980s. Since then, I've always enjoyed these shows. Now, like, obviously, I'm a big fan of the ghost ones and that and some of the classic Night Owl people who have phoned in as well. I want to say that the night owls have obviously <clears throat> gone from strength to strength and has obviously changed with the times and stuff. And obviously, people all over the world now listen to night owls, don't they? You know, with the internet and everything else on their iPhones and, and all that. So it's, you know, it's always had a big audience. Alan Robson, Alan Shearer, I hope you're well. Obviously, the best thing you ever did was announce me on stage all those years ago, back in 1996. That's what you're known for. <laughs> Only joking. Well done, mate. Congratulations. I don't swear often, but he can piss off. Anyway. <laughs> what are they going to do? Sack me. Right. Okay, here we go. 0191 488 Of course. Now, it was a, a good laugh. Uh, he got to find out that uh, 
uh, loads of people. You know, they, they kept playing that clip where I brought them on stage. And uh, uh, it over the years, you know, you work for 40-odd years on the radio, and yet you'll bump into somebody and they'll go, you're the bloke that brought Alan Shearer on in here. I've done other stuff, actually. And it took me about five years to get used to people saying, did you used to advertise for Penang Window? You know, so it, there's always something else. However, a man who has been literally the wind beneath my wings for so much is Hollywood McShane. Tony's just coming in. Hiya, Tor. Hello. Right, uh, again, it seems like forever, and we have been literally all over the world. You I know. know. Uh, Dubai, Barbados, uh, just everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, have, you, have you got a highlight? <laughs> oh, God. There's so many. I mean, I miss making the specials and, you know, them becoming award winners around the world. Oh, yeah. um, obviously going away abroad and, Getting, you know. Yeah, any any kind of escape like is, a, is a good thing. Yeah. When you're not trapped behind the, the microphone that we've we've lived behind. It was funny because right at the, at the beginning, uh, Gaino knew you. We went to uni together. We yeah. went to uni together. Yeah, so it was right. just weird that, that Tony should uh, follow in Gaynor's Small world. footsteps. Absolutely. Gaynor's still a, a, a gem. With respect to, to you, my funniest memory is your worst ever photograph. Yeah, kissing the Blarney Stone. Uh, yeah. They all say, yeah. Bef before we kissed the Blarney Stone, one of the guys had said to us, you do realise first thing in the morning, the first thing we do is whittle on it. They all pee on the Blarney Stone. Then everybody comes to kiss the Blarney Stone and they're all kind of going <laughs> So uh, was So we walked <laughs> So we walked up the, all of the stairs to the top of the Blarney Castle where the Blarney Stone is and uh, they said, oh, do you want to do it? I says, no, Tony, you can do it. And you, you have to bend over backwards, yeah, literally. They, they hold you in their arms so you'd like kiss, kiss an upside down really, isn't it? And if they let go though, you'd fall like, oh, yeah, you'd yeah. Fall, like 50 feet God, to yeah. Your doom. And that was before COVID, and someone had just kissed it before me. I'm sure they didn't wipe <laughs> it off as well. It, no one would do that now, would you, they? You didn't get a hurt off it, though, did you? I anything? don't think so. No, I don't think so either. But uh, hey, Tony, it's been a, a total joy. Bless you, man. Thanks for you everything. Know, I'll see you on Tuesday because we're ghost hunting every week. We're so. ghost hunting, <laughs> and I, the the night for for supporters to watch the raw mix will be Tuesday this week. This week, Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday, and uh, if you want to watch the the final result, that'll be on Sunday. Next week, so we thought we would move our ghost hunt to Sunday night, you know, the finished thing, uh, so that on Sundays, those of you that are used to having a, an hour or two with F Blader Square, you'll still be able to do that, and uh, we, we'll have to rearrange stuff if and when night owls can return in any shape or form. We're, we're working on that full time, so get ready. I also should mention Jennifer, who happens to be my wife and is absolutely fabulous, and without her, I wouldn't be able to... Uh, do any of this, truly. She's been amazing, and I'm very, very lucky. So let's crack on. She's worthy of a mensch. Let us have something else that's just funny, for heaven's sake. It's a medley of just daftness. What's your middle name? What middle name? I'm going to go I'm going. Do you know what it should be? What? Tasha. Shut your mouth. Shut your chin, you bugger, you. Get up, you bloody idiot. Go and get stuck, will you? I'll punch your luck when I get out of here. Gee, no, you won't. I will. No, you know you won't. I will. No, you won't. I'm going to hit you with something. I'm not going to tell you all, Bob. Shut up, you silly. Go to hell. Go to hell. 
Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Gene is the best. I'm sorry, Gene, I know you'll still be listening. You are truly, truly the best. It's the best. Nobody has ever insulted me for so long. Like, non-stop. Bang, 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 bang. Have you ever played Bug of the Cat? <laughs> no. No, I think it's safe to say, no, I've not done that. I've not done that one. <laughs> it's like... On, on the bin days, you go round, and uh, before the bin men get round, you tip the bins over, so you have to go out and pick up all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never played that. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, cricket mad, Donald Blunt. I'm just thinking Where? of the woman next door who sings Jimmy Road. <laughs> He's sitting in the sink with his trousers round his ankles. <laughs> 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 Bouncing up and down up and doesn't tell until the bit of banana comes back up again. <laughs> I'm expecting a t uh, an email from Tinkerbell saying, send him round me toilet still. <laughs> I'm not Dusty Springfield. <laughs> My mascara would have been everywhere. everywhere. Panda <laughs> And of course, ghost hunts. We did a thing, we started doing a thing called Walking in the Footsteps of. And the idea was we'd find out somebody that was really famous, we'd go to wherever they lived, and we'd walk in their footsteps. We travelled to Berlin, we walked in the footsteps of Hitler. As I say, all of these can be found on uh, on Robson's World. Um, so, 
we went to Berlin. We did the Hitler story. We went to Moscow and St. Petersburg and we did the Rasputin story. We went up to Scotland with a regression of Kenny being killed, no less, uh, to do the story of William Wallace. We did the real King Arthur. We did the real Robin Hood. We've done some amazing shows. And this is just the beginning of one. It's the very beginning of a show where we told you who Jack the Ripper was. Because if you use modern day forensic technology, there's only one person it can be. So how did Jack the Ripper do it? He waited in shadows. He watched, probably for days, to see where prostitutes went, how long it took them, whether they were drunk or whether they were sober, whether they spent time in the dark spots between the gas lamps that gave off barely any light at all. He would wait... And he would wait. A face maybe well known, or maybe a stranger, in between the lamps, in that dark spot where no one can see. And then, as his heart began to beat faster and faster, he'd see her, an ordinary woman, someone like your sister. Like your mother, like your daughter, walking past. His heart would beat faster and faster again until it came close to bursting point. She was there, looking good, between two lamps. She was in the shadow and in the darkest part of that twilight. He'd strike. <coughs> It's not the worst death you've ever heard. However, I think it set the mood. And we had an amazing time traveling around to all of the sites where the Ripper struck. Amazing. Now, we always say that the stars of Night Owls, that's you guys, every time. You have made the show what it is. Don't worry about bouncing and saying kind, kindly things about me. Um, you're the guys, the the men, the women, the children, the boys, the uh, the in betweenies, because we have many uh, glorious in betweenies uh, that's made the show what it is. We were sticking up for LBGT years and years and years before uh, the rest of society got a hold of it. We stuck up for people with mental health ailments at a time when it was absolutely the most unfashionable thing in the world to do. And you've gone along with me in every case. And you've been stunning. And one person that I've always looked up to is coming on very, very soon. But first of all, we're heading across to Jesmond, where Andrew is. Hello, Andrew. Hi. Hello, mate. Um, well, well um, I, I thought I had to try and catch you before uh, the end of the show, because, I mean, this has been going on for years and decades. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been seeing, a, you know, uh, been long intervals between when I've been coming on. I've, I've been able to try out my songs and poems over all these years and it's been so valuable Good. and I thought well uh, the last time I came on I made the mistake of doing a very long poem Right. so I thought this time uh, I've just selected just a very few short poems Okay. and, and they're all mostly to do with saying goodbye okay. so I hope I'm not going to bring the uh, mood down no it's don't then okay so dive in <laughs> 
Well, shall, shall I do a, a couple of these? Uh, I mean, they are quite sad, but, uh, I mean, it is very sad that the programme's finishing. Okay. This, this first one's called I Get Along Without You Very Well. Right. <laughs> right. You brought your poetry to me eight years ago. I never once let on I found its edges rough. We've since been meeting once or twice a week or so. The other day you told me that you'd had enough. On the one hand, I'm back in the hurting rain. On the other hand, I'm free to love again. You know my greatest fear is losing everyone. You say my strict agenda will leave me marooned. It's hard to tell if that's what's really going on, or if your words are just designed to cut and wound. On the one hand, I'm back in the friendless rain. On the other hand, I'm free to grow again. You say that faith is lower than philosophy. You see my poetry as egoistic slime. Last year, I twice caught fleas from your dog, Thackeray. We must have listened through the ring a thousand times. On the one hand, I'm back in the endless rain. On the other hand, I'm free to smile again. And that's that one. Right, just just Hello? give me one more, Andrew, because we've got loads of people trying to get on. So just one more. Just one more um, would be great. Thank you. Um, this is one about... Um, uh, all right, reincarnation. Okay. You met, it's another part, it's another sad parting one, but anyway, you, you, need, you can cheer up after me. Reincarnation. <laughs> we met three years ago down by the docks. Each second is a terror to my soul. The ticking footsteps of your bedside clock relentlessly take time towards her goal. It's written that the best of friends must leave. Remember everything that we've been through and always keep my memory on your sleeve. Farewell, I can no longer stay with you. Beyond the northern edge of the town wall, under the old lime tree beside the moor, I'll meet you as some future evening falls and hold you in the singing rain once more. Hush, hush, my dear, for I already know I'm going to make you lonesome when I go. That is sad. But, Andrew, thank you very much for your poetry. It's been great well, hearing thanks, some of it. And, and thanks for the... Uh, Decades of uh, some, something to somewhere to air your new work. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Oh one nine one four double eight three one double eight. He says stuff to cheer up. So let's do that. This is Sophie. She's four year old. Yes, little Sophie. Hi, Alan. You're four, are you? Yeah. You look much bigger than four, don't you? Uh huh. I think so as well. So what do you want to talk about, Sophie? Little fishes and the mama fishes do. Then tell the mama fishes them if you can. And the sum and the sum all over the dam. So said the mama fishy early gets back. But three little fishy didn't want to be back. Three little fishy went out on the swing. And the sum and the sum all over the dam. That's great. Are you in steps? No, I'm in Perth Green Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> in the slobber, oh, God. But isn't a tonguey kiss more passionate and sexy? Go to hell. I'm sure it's not. You shouldn't put your tongue in somebody's mouth. Oh, God. I'll bite the bugger off if you put in mine. Now, I've never been kissed for a long time. I get kissed off the sun. But not with tongues or anything. Oh, God, cry. Why, no, no, So no. what's a nice kiss, then? Just kiss 
new, ordinary on the mouth. Is the mouth open or closed? Oh, no, just keep it closed. Do you think you'll catch something off the tongue or something? You might have been full of slobby. The smell of them would have put me off. So, have you never fancied a younger man? Oh, no, no way. No, I'm finished with men, Alan. Why? Not why. Why? I had enough with the last two buggers I had. Was she not angry that he had his penis stuck in a milk bottle? Oh, aye, definitely. Okay, so she said, leave it a bit. Until uh, it cools off. Till it... Leave it, like, drops off sort of thing. Right. No, but it wouldn't. Oh. So what his brother done was he hit it with a hammer. Right, to get it off. <laughs> but he's covered. <gasps> and he won't go to the doctors or nothing, so she put, she told him to put TCP on it. Oh. And he's put a bandage on it, but... His brother reckons that the cut's really kind of deep and he won't go. Cheapers. Oh, you don't mess around with that. Exactly, so she's starting to go to the doctors or just go to the hospital, but he'll not go, so, <sighs> I mean, it's not getting any better. There you go. We got Cyril on the line. You know, talked about heroes. Well, one of my heroes is uh, a gentleman by the name of Cyril. He lives, he's a mountain man, lives up in concert, and uh, through all of his struggles, and uh, tragically lost uh, his wonderful lady not too long ago, and he has continued in a, a magnificent and dignified and joyous way and lives his life the way that I, I hope when I reach a certain age that I could follow in his footsteps because I think he's amazing. Cyril, hello! <laughs> I remember that night when I sent you the email and you had to take a break, didn't you? I did, absolutely, I know. You're very, you're very uh, kind. Well, I'm 83, Alan, and I'm still walking all over the place. I go swimming twice a week. I don't go as high as I used to on my walks. Right. And I don't go as far as I used to, but I still enjoy them and I have a good time. And I just thought I'd say thanks and everything, I hope everything goes right for you. Because right. nothing stays the same. We've all got to move on, Alan. Absolutely. If one door closes, another one opens, you know. That's the plan. Thank you. Well, I mean, I've been... In this flat where I am now, a lovely flat, for three years this month. Right. And I would only have gone in because I could take my little cat there. Right. But unfortunately, my little cat, I had to put it to sleep about a month ago. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. And I booked it to take it to the vets at half past five. And believe it or not, at quarter past five, I got a cat carrier to put her in. And she was behind the settee, and she died behind the settee. Oh, so that was that. So I just finished up taking her to the crematorium myself and right. move move on. I give all that stuff away. And right. Well, things happened differently, Alan. That was a month ago. Right. And believe it or not, towards the end of March, I couldn't believe what I was saying. I mean, we had some good weather at the end of March, didn't we? We did, yes, absolutely. And I looked out the window, and there's a bloody hedgehog in the sunshine. And I said, wait. Because we've got a lovely little lawn outside and a, a little wild garden at the back, you know. Mm -hmm. So I went down and said hello, and it was a big fat one. And it came back the next night, and I put some cat food that I had down for it. Good man. And uh, you won't believe it, Alan. It vanished for about a fortnight. Came on hibernation, but the weather was too cold. Right. It's out again this week. Brilliant. And it's brought a little baby one. Oh, wow. I'm taking photographs of it. I'm trying to tell everybody in the flats about it. <laughs> and I was out for a walk a week past Saturday. I didn't get back till about four o'clock in the afternoon. And up the lift and along to my door. And there's a 
Sommigen mij doorstellen als wat tegen ons zijn, hebben doorzettingen of anders. Er is een blue bag of hedgehog food. No name on the delivered it. One of my neighbors had just donated it for us. Oh, Wasn't that lovely? How nice. People are great, aren't they? Ah, but they get better on them. Right. Because better than that, yesterday, my friend that I go walking with, he was his son and support, so he was at the match. So I just took myself off for my bus pass and I had a lovely deal <laughs> free of charge. Right. And when I, when I got home, I thought, no, I'd better bring the hedgehog plate in because what I've done is I've joined the British Society for the Preservation of Hedgehogs. Hey! <laughs> That's a mouthful. That's and they say to find a quiet place in your garden alone right. and put some food out in dusk, you see. Uh-huh. So I'd pulled out the night before, but I'd never had time to bring the dish in. Right. So I got back about three o'clock and I go out to pick the dish up and there's a baby hedgehog waiting for us to get fed. Fabulous. <laughs> so I fed it. And Alan, it's been there three times today. Great. And another thing, I had a knock at my door about six o'clock last night, uh-huh. and it was a lady downstairs. Uh, she comes to see our mother, it's in our 90s, and she had a present for us. And she'd been to one of these garden centres and bought a hedgehog house. Oh, what? That's tremendous. So I, I take photographs of it and I, I, I blow them up on me copy and print it uh, so that the, the older people at here can see them that haven't got good eyes, you know. Right. So when we have our coffee morning, I pass them around. That's true. <laughs> so I've got some guys to look after now, you see. That's lovely. That's really important. You keep on keeping on, Sarah. We love you. I do. I'm not going to stop. I'm doing everything just the same. And I have no idea why I've been so lucky with my health and things like that. And, uh, just oh, enjoy just, it. Just, you just take it as it comes, don't you? Absolutely. That's the way to do it. That's all you can do. Just get on with it. That's what we'll so be doing. Anyway, it's been lovely all these years. In fact, I'm, when I was listening tonight, I'm thinking, good God, I used to listen to James Wills before. Blimey. Right. <laughs> and that's the longest still. Absolutely. Hey, but thank you for being with us, Cyril. No, but I'm sure we'll catch up sometime. I don't know what a, I don't know what a podcast is, but I'm, if I Google it, I might find out. Eh? You might absolutely. <laughs> hey, thank you for calling. Sir, all the Take best. Care. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Ah, he's lovely. Uh, You can stay up to date with where I am and what we're doing every week uh, by following us on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. The Ghost Hunts are moving every Sunday night at 9pm. But if you become a supporter, and we would love you to do that, then you will get it live on the Wednesday night. It's Tuesday night this week, but it's normally Wednesday. Tuesday, just because the only night we can get into this particularly haunted place. So, uh, you'll also get videos video chats and all of the uh, the other ghost hunts you got a year's with to rattle through if you become a supporter and Robson's World ton of stuff on there just have a have a gansy and look on there fairly regularly because it's now changing more than ever before we've got Donna from Jaro up next hello Donna hiya hiya hello love. I'm good thank you very much for ringing um just absolutely devastated that your show is going off air um because it means so much. Um, Thank you. Not only just to me, but I can imagine to many listeners out there because you're an inspiration and you mean a lot to people. I'm glad. That's my honour. Thank you. Appreciate it, Donna. Um, so, like I say, if we can plug anything that you're going to be on other than the radio, yeah. like, we'll follow you in. Thank you. 
Well, I'm, I'm hoping to be back on, on digital and radio if, if everything goes according to plan. So I'm working okay. on it at present. We'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, we're in a f- fairly positive place at the moment. So uh, we have, uh, as Frank Sinatra said, for many high hopes. So thank you very much. Just keep an eye open. Watch out. Definitely will do. Thank you so much. And like I say, Jonas, thank you so much for... Um, who you are as a person and um, your inspiration and like I say, you're just one in a million. Uh, it's lovely of you to say. Thank you, Donna. Bless you. Oh, that's really nice. 0191 488 Sean's with us as well in Wall's End. Hello, Sean. You alright, Alan? Yes, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Um, it was just a quick one, Alan, just basically calling up because the NRT final and all that, just saying... Tell Shouts for everything and all that. You've been entertained throughout the year since I was a kid and that. That's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Sean. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. There you go. It's so difficult. I'm going to I'm going to play this because it's the it's the other side. We've tried very hard not to be bubbly, right? Because it's easy to be. Uh, we, we've got to count our blessings instead. I've got one of the funniest and rudest clips still to come. But this is from a, a lovely little girl called Annette, and it broke my heart. Now, you know, sometimes there are things that happen on night owls that really, really hurt the heart. Do you remember the story of little Annette? Annette was told by her doctor that she didn't have very long to live. She's just a little tiny girl. And her family wanted to take her to Disney World in Florida. And nobody would insure her in case she died on the journey. Well, we made a whole batch of calls and we pointed this out on the shore. And people did come forward and say that they would provide insurance, specially worded insurance, to cover this little girl getting the chance to go somewhere very, very special indeed. We heard, we saw her off, and felt damn good about it. It was one of the best things we've ever done. And we've sent people all over the world for operations and all kinds of things, but nothing felt better than seeing that little girl smiling face when she uh, mooched her way through the... uh, departures lounge to get onto that plane to to see Mickey. However, I've just had a letter that's kind of hurting a little bit. It says, Dear Alan, on behalf of our entire family, the Browns, the Bartons and the Poolies, we just want you to know how grateful we are to you and your wonderful night owls. You'll remember that day last year when you saw us off at the airport when we took little Annette on her biggest surprise trip to Disney World in Florida. On getting there, the hotels and parks were so kind. The passes you told us were waiting at guest relations and we all had the time of our life. The doctors who said she would be dead within three months were stunned to hear that she was travelling. Well, 19 months later, our brave little girl left us asleep. The leukaemia was eating away at her. Her beautiful brown eyes seemed to sink into sockets and we all knew she was going. I just can't thank you enough for everything you did. Even having a card in our hotel room on our arrival. From Mickey and Minnie saying how much they were looking forward to meeting her. Sorry. Meet her they did at the castle for breakfast in the Magic Kingdom the next day. 
Every bit of magic was real to her, and she made it a job to meet every Disney and Universal character going, We have so many photographs to remember our gorgeous daughter. During the last month, all of our family came up to say goodbye, and three weeks ago she asked if she could wear her Mickey Mouse ears for bed. She was wearing them when she died. <sighs> all the way through this, you stayed in the background. You've never asked for any thanks, and we love you for that. A newspaper wanted to do a story, but we're not that kind of family. Sorry. Just give me a second. Annette would have hated being pitied by the people in the street. I loved what you said when you first met her. Well, you've not got long with us. What you're going to do while you're here? Nobody'd ever spoken that straight to her. Everybody else just treated her like a little girl. But she knew what was going on. <sighs> the funeral was horrific. I apologise for not inviting you, but I knew you would be in Bermuda that week doing programmes. Since then, I've wanted so much to come in and just hug you, but didn't have the guts. We all love you so very much and want to thank you for giving us 16 more months with our daughter and giving us the trip of a lifetime, something we all cling on to forever. Another reason I've not told you is that I know you will play that song and on hearing it, I will know as a family that we have to get on with our lives. I think we're ready. God bless you, Alan. Uh, from Marie Brown and family. This is for Annette. Uh, so tempted to play the Joe Cocker song. We played Joe a little bit earlier and didn't want anything to be to be down. And I'm sorry if that upset. It was just it was one of the highlights and lowlights that, that life give you. You know they take the rough or the smooth. But however, talking about absolute highlights, can you believe this is one of my favourite? Unnaturally funny calls. He's yeah. got ectoplasm all over the sheets and all over the floor. Are you yeah. sure it's ectoplasm? I don't know what else it could be. He's <laughs> animate, it's a ghost. <laughs> How much is there there? There's not a lot. I mean, maybe a, a symbol, something like that, Alan. <laughs> right. So that, that's what he says. He's in all this Derek Accord stuff, and I thought I'd bring yourself. Usually with ectoplasm, there's a bit more than that. There's, that's, right. there's a lot of other things that that could possibly be, other than ectoplasm, depending on what he's watching. Right. Well, right. I'll have a talk to him. Have a chat with I think he needs a word, Anne, definitely, that oh, lad. Well. All well, right. thank you very much for your help, Anne. You're more than welcome. Cheers. Now, on another topic, and I'm sorry about this, but anybody that's listening to Night Owls for any length of time, no matter what you're talking about, whether it's politics, whether it's war, whatever it is, we will eventually end up with a call about going to the toilet. It, it just happens. Me and my mum were going to the chippy, and um, we're standing, and this old woman came over to her, and she started talking to her, and um, she was going, e, honestly, I don't feel well at all. And um, 
She's going, yeah, I just need to get to my friend's house. I think I need the toilet. <laughs> and my mum's standing thinking, all right, okay. And then <laughs> she smelled a bit odd, and it was then she's going, yeah, honestly, oh, I've got a really bad stomach. Right. And then she started telling me the story, and then, um, and then all of a sudden we heard this noise. And then um, she went, yeah, I think I feel a bit better now. And um, she says, yeah, I think I need to get to my friend's house. She went, I don't know where it is. Could you, could you give us some directions? Right. So she started talking, and then she turned round to show which direction it was, and she had this massive turd in her tights. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it had actually gone down a leg. <laughs> it slid out of her Oh, out of her pants, yeah. into her tights, <laughs> down her leg. That is the most disgusting story I've ever heard. Oh, shit. And you said, and we thought we could smell it. And just, yeah, f I feel better now. Well, sure. Oh, no. Oh, that's horrible. I pulled myself loading the milk van up once. You know, when you lift, I was lifting it. I had my shorts on, it was a hot knee. So, so, you know, when you bend, now when you, you bend and noon to lift the crease on. <laughs> I thought it was a fart Oh no! <laughs> oh dearie! Just, oh, I soup myself. Oh, but, oh uh, dear! <laughs> All right, but uh, I. But it was a, just like you know when it's running doing your leg. I was must have been bad or something. But I just I, all I had on was my shorts, so so. <laughs> I, it was, I just had to take them off and <laughs> jump back in the van and I'd, I drove up, I, I was unable half a mile back to the house. So I, I drove up the M with no wrong. <laughs> but if anybody, if I'd get would have been, would have been, I mean, hello, officer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had on with me trainers and, and a t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's what the hell you did. I said, well, get that shower on. I mean, she's 18 now, and she said she was about 16, and she was dying, and she had a poor outside and wiped her bum with a sock. <laughs> <laughs> what, and then put it back on? That's horrible. <laughs> what kind of girl is she? <laughs> well, it was funny when she drove it. She's, she's a drunk minger. <laughs> she wiped her bum with a sock. Could mm. she could she get clean with just one sock or did she have to use both socks? I don't know. She didn't tell us. Because <laughs> you know, some people can manage, I don't know how, but just with like two sheets of toilet paper. <laughs> now, that's the equivalent of a sock, isn't it, really? <laughs> so then if that's not enough, that's two socks. And then does she say... Can you take your sock off, please? <laughs> I'm not finished yet. <laughs> oh, what a horrible thought. <laughs> you know, maybe that's what the sock shop. <laughs> that's how they make their money, maybe. And I was bursting against the toilet. Right. And there was no toilet roll. Oh, my God. An hour, nearly an hour, I was sitting there waiting for Bob Roll. <laughs> that's shocking. <laughs> You know, you, you, you're dying to go to the toilet and you, you don't realise, you know, you don't look for the bog road till you sit down. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, <laughs> sometimes it's too late. So what happened then? I mean, the, you... Oh, that, 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 the, 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 the bloke come in and he says, what, what's going on with you? I says, we're going to get some bog road luck on but by the time you finish, your bum's going to be all crusty, Sean. <laughs> There'd have been a crust on it by then, Sean, surely. <laughs>
Fabulous stuff. Uh, we've also, of course, flown into the Bermuda Triangle in one of the planes that have uh, most uh, likely been sucked up and taken out. So we, we did a, a whole show on the Bermuda Triangle, flying into it in an, into a storm on purpose in a Cessna. We have done many a thing, and you have always been there uh, with well, with just great, funny, uh, oh, blimey, the stories that we've had. And sometimes it's really horrible, horrible things. You're 13 years of age, you're doing yeah. your paper round, and what happens? You're just tootling along the street. I just got bundled into the back of a van, woke up in what I would describe as a squat. Uh-huh. And I can't remember much because I was injected with drugs to keep us from uh, making noises, and right. I was there for two days. The only reason I was found was because, as far as I can gather, my watch had fell off uh-huh. as they were getting us into the house and a bin man found it right. and took it to the police station and luckily it had my name on the back. Uh-huh. It, uh, like my dad was getting it inscribed with my name on uh-huh. and that's how they found us. They did get prosecuted. They got caught. Out. They got well, Actually, one of them got caught raping us when the police come in. Oh, my goodness. They got 10 to 15, yeah. A lot of them, uh-huh. no chance of parole, which was good because they're still there now. Well, some of them are anyway. Yeah. But I don't dwell on it. Mm. I don't sit and think about it. I've moved on with my life. I've moved out of the area it happened, which wasn't in the northeast sure. at all. It was down south. Horrific. How many of those have we heard over the years? Also, when when people have special needs... Even just the term, I dislike, because we're all special in our own way. We've all got special needs of one kind or another. And yet, one of our regulars, and we've got a few, truthfully, one of them's Neil. And over the years, we used to have like Night Owl of the Year, and he, it was always his, his desire to win it, and he did. And he always sang a song, and then he discovered falsetto, and... <laughs> On the night he discovered falsetto, we discovered it too with him, and it was one of the funniest things you've ever heard. Well, you've had crying songs, haven't we? We've had rock. Let's have the Gene from Reckington mix. Okay. <laughs> Are you listening this time? Well, up to one, two, three. I'm walking in the air. <laughs> I'm floating in the moonlight stream. The villages go by. The mountains going by. I'm, I'm holding the fires. The villages go by like love. La, 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 la. Like, oh dear. That was dedicated to Talard Jones. 
Oh, that's lovely. Oh. They'll be so pleased. They will, absolutely. They're walking in the air, just amazing. And for those of you, in, I know there was a lot of you, you heard two or three calls even tonight from people saying, I had to keep the radio quiet because I didn't want my mum to come in. Even Chris mentioned that when he came in. And mums do come in. First one, what is an animal with a backbone called? The answer was a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting big off me mum for being on the phone. This is very ridiculous when you've got school. 1.25. No, I won't. I'm getting to bed. I don't appreciate being more good for the third night running by you and not even yet. Now get to bed. Sorry, Robert. See, Alex, get your get to bed, mate. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. I feel chastised myself now. Now, the thing you didn't realise is we talk about amazing things that you could never imagine... We played a, just a clip out of hundreds of clips tonight, and in the clip, the woman said, you're talking to him at one twenty-five in the morning, and it was exactly one twenty-five when we played that clip. Don't think that's spooky? I do. Ooh, that's, that's just a, that's a blessing right there. It's, uh, it's something that will, uh, it just means something good's going to happen, right? Now, talking about something good happening, I'm going to talk to Alison very, very soon. She's in Anfield playing. Alison, just hang on in there. We'll be there real soon. 28 seconds. We've given away millions of pounds worth of prizes. Did I get them from the radio station? Never. We found them all. We went out. We talked to people. We blagged them. We got them. We gave them to you. The more prizes I got, the more we gave away. On one night, we gave away £4,800 worth of prizes to like 16 people out of 35 that rang in. Amazing. Just because we had them. So we dished them out. We've Every week, so many prizes. But when it came to the big holidays, we gave them away on Blade Runner Super Quizzes. Like this. It's... That's fantastic. Congratulations. Three points. Get in. Fabulous stuff. And there's some calls that we know happened, and they always make you go, mm. And as I fell back, um, I got impaled on one of the taps. Oh, what a tap went into you. The tap went right into me. Oh, jeepers. And it was a designer tap, and it was like um, like a hook-type tap, so... So you were when stuck? It, when it went in, I couldn't get back out. Oh, what? But it never actually went... It, well, it did go in somewhere, but it didn't go in anywhere, like, through my skin. It went through the rectum. Oh, no, no! Oh, yes. Oh, dear me! Was it the hot one or the cold one? Oh, that was the cold. <laughs> So you had to tap up the bum. Oh my goodness! So what? Did, and it had it was a hooky thing. So once you're actually on the tap, yep. you can't get off the tap. No. So what did they do? Did they have to actually unscrew or saw the tap off? It was it was quite embarrassing at the time. Um, all I can say is I like how the Thumbia Fire Department uh, actually coped with that. Um, and I'm just 
glad that there was no TV cameras there. No. Oh, my goodness. Has it damaged your, your aperture? It, it had for about a year. But after that, everything's fine now, and I'm going regular as clockwork. Right. Um, but at the time... When you go to the oh, loo, do you run hot or cold? Uh, they're both really, Alan. <laughs> at the time, it was. Oh, dear. I've never heard of anything like that before. There, we yeah. Uh, this is the thing about night owls. We always hear stuff that we'd never be- possibly believe, and yet it happens to people. And Alison from Anfield Plain is up next. Hello, Alison. Hi, Alan. Hello, How love. Doing? I'm good. Thank you very much for asking. Good, good. I just wanted to come on and just um, thank you so much for squeezing us in, just to say thank you. Ah, and you're welcome. For building a community that's spanned my whole lifetime. Ah. And it's just, I just wanted you to remember that over the next few weeks, before things get going again, however you want to get them going, that we are there for you. Uh, thank that you. We are out there in the dark and we are your family. Mm. I know and it. we all love you dearly and we will be there. As soon as something starts up again, I think everybody, we, we are behind you. We are there for you. Well, thank you, Alison. I, I really appreciate it. come on to remind you. Um, Sending we'll... you big love and big hugs to you and all the team. And just can't thank you enough from the bottom of my heart for yeah, everything. I, I bounce that back at you. Thanks, Alison. Take care. <laughs> Talk See you later. Bye bye. Ah, lovely, 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 lovely. Uh, right. So I think change happens. Um, yeah, and it's never quite what you would think. And sometimes life is horrific and hard. And I will endeavour to be there for you next time round. How many tablets? You'll have an idea. Was it two? Was it ten? Was it twenty? What have you taken? About forty, I think. You've taken about forty. Mm. I'm gonna. T- I'll talk to you at any time. Mm. At any time. But you've taken forty tablets. I want you to go with the police now to the hospital now. Uh, Promise me. Uh, hey, look, I can, look. I can, I can do it. We've been mates for a long time. You've been part of what I've done all over the place, all over the north. I want you. Yeah, I've never asked you to do a thing for me, have I? Have I ever asked anything of you? I'm asking you now, as a friend, go with the police to the hospital and get sorted out. Uh, Promise me that you'll do this for me, this one thing. I'll 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 try my best. I'll not promise I'll try my best. Okay, now go with the police now. Thanks for coming on. Go, go, go. He went. And one of the early calls that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard was about a daisy. Now, daisies come on little green stems when they're young. And the green stem is very, very soft. However, if you leave a daisy a long time, that little green stem turns into hard, scratchy wood. As this guy found out. When you say, I know somebody that put a daisy up his peni, you're kidding, aren't you? No, he tried to pull it out and it wouldn't come out because you know how there's like those tiny sticks on it and like it'll go one way but it won't let it come out the other way so he had to go into hospital and get it cut open. <laughs> you can- no, tell me this isn't true, please. It is. Oh my goodness. So- <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the conversation at the desk in the hospital? Excuse me, <laughs> I got a daisy stuck up my penis. <laughs> <laughs> And he had to have it cut open. Yeah. He had to have stitches in it. Oh. 
That'll teach you. Now, we told you that every single song that we uh, play has particular significance tonight. Absolutely. And please try and listen to every single word. They are meant with love. And a piece of music now that is particularly appropriate. It's also from somebody who's been on the show, someone that I've loved for years, uh, Diamond David Lee Roth, who used to be in Van Halen. And it was said before by Cyril, who came on, that for those of you that are, are, are downed and, and sad, don't be sad tonight. Don't be sad. Be uplifted. Because we've had 40-odd years of amazing, which is more than you could ever have dreamt. (laughs) 